This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airway. It is the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That allows you to bring up whatever's on your mind. The live Saturday edition, Ian here with you. And Mark. Once again, that number, 800-259-9231. You can also join us on our website, where everything you'll find is totally free. That's freetalklive.com. Again, freetalklive.com. Starting out with a quick update about evangelical uh, preacher, reverend guy, Ted Haggard. As we've been talking about over the past couple of days, Reverend Haggard has been under some serious uh, allegations here for the past few days by a 49-year-old former prostitute, a former gay prostitute, I guess he's still gay but formerly a prostitute, who has come out with some uh, accusations essentially saying that Ted Haggard, the president at the time of the National Association of Evangelical Christians, had been having sex with this guy with a gay man, for three years well, on a once-a-month basis. That, that's the allegation. I mean, uh, Mr. Haggard claims otherwise. And allegedly snorting methamphetamine before each encounter well, to heighten the experience. But Haggard uh, does agree that he purchased methamphetamines on one occasion. That's correct. At this point, Haggard has admitted to purchasing methamphetamine. He claims he didn't do it, which is kind of interesting. You're mm-hmm. going to buy the drugs, but just look at them. Uh, And, of course, he's also claiming he didn't actually have sex with this man, but he did receive a massage. Now, what sort of massage that was, I'm not sure. What What, they massaged. What body parts were being massaged, whether it was an erotic massage. I can't tell you. When I I saw the the video clip of him admitting that uh, he got the massage... I don't think he uh, told his wife because the look on her face was truly priceless. The Reverend Ted Haggard, according to the AP, was forced out Saturday as a leader of the mega church that he founded after a board determined the influential evangeli- uh, evangelist had committed, quote, sexually immoral conduct. The church said Saturday Haggard had resigned two days earlier as president of the National Association of Evangelicals, where he had sway in Washington and condemned homosexuality after uh, Mike Jones from Denver had claimed to have drug-fueled trysts with him. Quote, our investigation in Pastor Haggard's public statements have proven without a doubt that he has committed sexually immoral conduct. So I guess that this board of overseers here believes that the uh, the massage was sexually immoral conduct, unless they know more than we do, unless, you know, Haggard has been a little more honest with them. Well, it seems a little unfair to say that a massage is sexually immoral conduct. That's all we know, though. I mean, as far as public information about Haggard, that's all we know that he um, is admitting to. Right. It just, I I don't know, did he or didn't he? And and they're canning him because he did? If if that's all that he did was get a massage from this particular um, prostitute, uh, or I guess it was an escort, is that immoral? Is that immoral conduct? I mean, if you're an evangelical person. Is it immoral to get a massage from another man? I'm not talking about anything sexual here. Let's just say it was just a back massage or something like that. Is it immoral? Well, sometimes um, massages rub muscles, and you have muscles everywhere. Right. Um, So sometimes they do. uh, I've had – I used to sort of be, I don't know, amateur weightlifter. Uh, I was trying to get big. Mm -hmm. And um, I used to get uh, massages on my legs because they would hurt so much. From another man. Um, Yeah, well, guys are better at it because they have more upper body strength. I see. So, yeah. So that's what I want to know. If you're As a matter a, of fact, the the masseur, and that's uh, what you call him, the masseur who did it happened to be gay. No, masseuse is a the woman. woman? Yeah. Oh, I see. The masseur happened to be gay. Got it. So what? So no big deal for you, but then again, you're not an evangelical Christian. 
True. And so I'm just curious, if there's any evangelical Christians out there, is it sexually immoral conduct in your mind to receive a massage from a, uh, from a member of the same sex, even if it's not a sexual massage? 1-800-259-9231. Of course, again, we've been talking about this for the past couple of days on the show, and I know, Mark, that you, somebody had emailed in, they've taken some offense to our comments here, because I like to point these things out. We talked about the Mark Foley story when that happened, and now we're talking about Ted Haggard. This guy is a huge figure in the evangelical community, and as it turns out, like I've suggested many times, those moralists that scream the loudest about issues like homosexuality, pornography, child pornography, these are the ones that are truly the most deviant, and they're just simply trying to suppress their own desires um, by going on essentially what amounts to a moral crusade against the things that they personally enjoy, as we've discovered uh, with, with Ted Haggard here. And uh, somebody's calling us out on this. Calling you out. Um, let me first say that I love the show, yet something... Calling me out? You? We'll find out about this. Okay, go ahead. Something finally clicked for me when listening, uh, listening to the uh, November 2nd show. You reported that New Life Church Pastor Teg Haggard is allegedly involved with homosexual prostitution and meth use. I don't know if he's guilty or not, and I loathe the fact that um, to be accused is to be convicted in this country, but that's another rant. This email is about... Nobody's the... convicted him of anything. He's no. not facing any charges. No, he's not saying that we did that. Um, the email is about the pure sadistic pleasure that is evident in Ian's voice when he reports on news which is harmful, angering um, to the evangelical Christians. Also, oh, boo-hoo. Also the mocking superior tone Ian generally assumes when debating a Christian in his or her beliefs. Yeah, that was the one we just heard. Although <laughs> I myself am an agnostic, I don't share my fellow unbelievers' evident hatred for all things Christian. Well, it's not directly linked to libertarian principle, I think that libertarians ought to be respectful of different viewpoints and beliefs. I'm very respectful of different viewpoints and beliefs. Except evangelical Christians. Well, now there's a reason for this. I mean, if they would be respectful of everybody else, then they would get respect in return. you gotta, you, you got to give a little to get a little. I think it's a, kind of like the way um, on Free Talk Live we attack the Republicans probably more than we attack the Democrats. Only because they're in charge. Because they're in charge. Why do we attack the evangelical Christians? Because they're the ones that have sway. They may not be the, the majority or anything like that, but they have the sway politically in this country that, um, you know, has to do with gambling and being, being illegal, prostitution the, right. being illegal, homosexuality, the ones, not, um, the homosexuals not being able to marry. They're all the kinds ones of pushing things. and pushing and pushing for more laws to control other people's conduct. And as a libertarian, I find that absolutely abhorrent. And I don't care if it's the evangelicals or the liberals or the conservatives or whoever it is. If you're pushing for more laws to control people, you are going to be opposed vehemently, and you are not going to get any respect from me. Now, to be fair, how often have we trashed the Amish on the air? Um, never. We no, like, we like the fact, Amish. We've <laughs> actively praised the Amish on the air. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Well, it's because the Amish don't shove their morality system down other people's throats. The Amish don't go to city council meetings and demand new laws to control the behavior of others. The Amish don't mess with other people's lives. They just go about their business. Certainly a, a pious people. Um, you know, one can't find a more God-fearing folk than the Amish. I love the Amish. I've got no pro. If you stay out of my business, I'll stay out of yours and I'll respect you. The evangelicals have no intention of staying out of anybody's business. They seems, want to get involved everywhere. It seems to me, when you look at the Amish and you think about what would Jesus do, that the Amish portray that 
um, day in and day out. Absolutely. Let's go on with this critique. Okay. Um, let's see. I, Ian may not like Christians. That's perfectly fine. I got nothing against Christians. But it's I, the evangelical Christians that I have a problem with. But I happen to have no problem with modern, secular, secularized Christianity. Indeed. That even, wouldn't count as evangelical, would no, it? No, it would not. Okay. Indeed, I even find their ability to believe without reason to be rather remarkable and novel. It's often typical for formerly Christian atheists to pour the to to regard the poor sheep that is uh, still that still subscribe to Christianity um, Christian theology with hubris, condescension, and hostility. Yet, as we mature, I would hope that most atheists come to a place where they can disagree with Christian faith, even find it baffling, yet still respect their cho- their choice as individuals to believe whatever they please and treat them with respect. To all people deserve. To put it succinctly, I wish Ian wouldn't be so hostile and condescending to evangelical Christians. Well, tell tell the evangelical Christians to stop pushing for more laws. As soon as they stop and shut up and keep to themselves, I'll leave them alone. I, I got to say that it's true. You know, you give no problem, to, and, and I don't either. I personally don't like the Christian religion, and uh, when it's shoved down my throat, I get pretty hostile too. Um, there are people in this in uh, in Keene, New Hampshire, where we're doing the show from, that I um, hang around with on a regular basis that are Christians, mm-hmm. and I consider them friends. Yes, and I have no problem with these people because whenever we're um, out and about or whenever we're um, doing something, Christianity doesn't come up. They're not out there proselytizing every person they come across. It's the evangelical Christians that I have a serious problem with. as I will have a problem with any group, Christian, religious-based, or non-religious-based, any group, PETA, any group that wants to push for more laws controlling people's lives. Simple. 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. Army recruiters caught lying. Coming up. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves for free. 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. Tis the live Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And, of course, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Everything on the site, we give it away. Unlike those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you uh, like five, six, seven bucks for their sites. We give it away, including a year's worth of archives right there on the front page of the site for your downloading convenience. Right there at freetalklive.com. That, again, is freetalklive.com. And you need to know uh, to register now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Come and hear a speech by John Stossel entitled Enemies of Liberty. The three-day event is starting on February 23rd. Going through the 25th, early bird discount is available right now and only for a limited time. So get registered at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org. Slash Liberty Forum as we go to the phones to the fun. Let's talk to and by the way, ladies first here on Free Talk Live. So we're talking to KT in West Virginia, listening on WVTS. Hello, KT. Uh, yes, uh, I think that Hager left a big trail, a nasty trail on the church internet. On the church, on the what? church, what? On the church's internet internet system. I don't understand what you mean. Oh, I see. She thinks that the evidence is um, that, that the evidence is on the computer and that they are able to look at the um, evidence. Oh, that's, that's how why the, they fired him. Oh, that's yes. how the executive council knew that he was really um, doing something naughty, huh? Mm-hmm. Exactly. They Makes caught sense. one. They caught one here that was a pedophile. Really? And was using the church uh, uh, computers. Another evangelical uh, Christian. Uh huh. Amazing. Well, it's, it's, not not a big one, but a local one. Yeah, well, you know, it doesn't really matter um, if if he's talking to little kids online. How old were the uh, kids that he was talking to? Oh, 
uh, well, he was molesting them, like oh eight years old. Whoa. Uh, and also, this uh, this group in uh, Arizona, Colorado, Utah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the ones that have lots of wives and lots of kids. Yeah, polygamists. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. They should all be arrested. You know, they're what? being... They should all be arrested. Oh, polygamists? Yeah. For what? Well, well in, in wait, wait. For well, what? Well, for, for welfare fraud, for one thing. Welfare fraud? Uh, uh, some of them have 72 kids, and they're getting welfare. Well, they so certainly they shouldn't be. We should. Well, what we should do is get rid of welfare. Don't you agree? Like, government welfare, end that, and just replace it with private charities? How about that? Well, they're allowing them to get it when, they, when they're having 72 kids and can't afford them. Yeah. I see where you're coming Who from. could afford uh, 72 also, kids? But if there was no welfare, should they be arrested then? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because they're they're uh, they're uh, um, because they're uh, some of their wives are underage. Oh, I see. So uh, now, so how old should somebody be uh, to to get married? I, I think at least eighteen. Okay. Well, now, um, in in the case of these uh, groups out in um, Utah and Arizona and, and those kind of things. Those people live in a sort of commune. They they don't really talk to other people. The kids are raised in the environment that they're going to get married, you know, 12, 13, 14. Um, and Except for the boys, and they're beaten and run off. Yeah, often the boys are run off, that's, that's for sure. Um, now, the girls are raised that they're going to get married at a, a very young age. And in, say, Papua New Guinea, they get married at the same sort of age. Is it bad if you're raised that way? I mean, it's, it seems to me that if, um, you know, if it's your culture, it's not that big of a deal. Not, not in this century. I think it should be outlawed. Well, as well, disturbing as it may be to you and I, um, it's normal for them. And why do you want to pay you know, $40,000 a year to lock these people up in jail? Why not just leave them be? I mean, they're not really hurting anybody, are they? Well, you know, uh, uh, what's that... Uh, they should be put out to work. Put out to work? You know, like work farms they had years ago. You know, um, those those work farms are not particularly cost-effective because you have to put a lot of guards out to in order to uh, watch these people that are working. And, you know, they can run off and those kind of things. And then um, usually prisons produce enough food to feed themselves if they're lucky. You know, it just doesn't seem to work out. You've got bureaucrats in charge of running the prisoners. It's a hell of a lot easier to leave them in. Um, in order to get the state to run, you can't get the state to run efficiently. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I'm just not somebody who's a fan of, uh, you know, uh, putting people in jail that haven't actually harmed oh, anybody oh, no, else. Oh, no, no, that's, that's too expensive. Uh, you don't want to put them in jail, you just want to put them on a work team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right, well, well can- uh, uh, this country cannot feed all of those families. That have 72 kids. Right. Oh, this yeah, country can feed it, uh, but uh, they shouldn't. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm about thinking, welfare again. Yeah, welfare. Yes, I, right. I totally agree that we should not be forced to to feed other people's children, um, whether it's that they have 72 or 7.2. Uh, it doesn't it seems matter. Their me. religion believes in the old covenant. You know, KT, many wives as you want. Thank you for the call. We appreciate mm-hmm. hearing from thank you. you. 800-259-9231 is the toll free number. That's one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the first time I've ever heard about uh, the polygamists taking welfare. That was news to me. I'd always sort of figured that they sort of kept to themselves, didn't involve the government at all in their lives. Because if they were taking welfare, then you would think the government would find out they're polygamists, yeah, and they'd get in trouble. I don't know if I believe that. Let's go to Dean in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi there, guys. Hey, Dean. Hey, hey um, I used to be. A liberal Democrat. Okay. Okay. Um, so much uh, so liberal that I started voting Republican at one point. Okay. Uh, I don't really understand. <laughs> well, um, I just uh, the more and more I 
you know, got to know my party, then I started realizing, you know, hey, they're really just a bunch of shysters and hmm. decided I was going to start voting Republican. Well, uh, I, I used to be a Republican, or I, I guess I still am a registered Republican, but uh, I learned so much about my party that I've decided to vote Libertarian. Well, and that's that's where I'm starting to actually go because um, when when I was, you know, Liberal Democrat, didn't like the way they were going. Now I'm, you know, then I went to uh, Republican, and now they're just so far, far, I mean, far right that it's actually getting beginning to get scary. I would dare say that the last caller was probably a staunch right-wing Republican because she was actually starting to scare me with the uh, work farm thing. Um that, yeah, that just too. another person that wants to control the morality of somebody else. And you know, I do not have a problem with you know people wanting to pray in schools if if it's left up to them to be a choice. I don't have a problem with you know prayer graduation as long as the majority of the students that are graduating in that class you know say hey we don't mind it. I actually you know, have a problem uh, with government schools. Um, because government schools force people together that may not necessarily want to be together. For instance, if a majority of people says they want to have a prayer at graduation, well, that sort of gives the shaft to the minority. I mean, in the majority, all you need is 51%, and so therefore 49% might be subjected to something that they don't want to necessarily be a participant in, which, of course, is, an, is, is a side effect of a government school system where everybody's just lumped in together into this big bureaucracy, this inefficient bureaucracy that we have. Wouldn't a more sensible policy, uh, Dean, essentially be to allow individuals, moms and dads, to decide where to kids send their kids to school on a market-based system where the government isn't involved at all? That way, if uh, religious people want to send their kids to a school with all kinds of biblical stuff going on, they could do that. And if people like me, an atheist, wanted to send their ki- wanted to send our kids to a school without any sort of uh, religious influence, we could do that as well, uh, providing the marketplace would bear it. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, I think that, you know, in the state of Indiana alone, the government school system is just going worse and worse and worse. It's like that everywhere. In fact, it's been getting worse. Uh, the longer the feds have been involved, actually, the, every year the feds continue to feed money into the system, the farther we slip down the world's ranking of education. Exactly right. Dean, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Paul's in Indy. He's going to talk next if he's patient. Your calls as well. And ladies first at 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control, 800-259-9231, Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners there. And dozens and dozens of ladies from around the world that have sent us their validated photo. You can see what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Are you looking for some passionate political talk that doesn't sound like it was written by flax from the Democrats or the Republicans? Check out Common Sense with Dan Carlin and see why he's popular with Free Talk Live listeners. It's loud, fast, and smart. Get the podcast from iTunes or go to dancarlin.com. That's dancarlin.com. And as always, uh, you can always bring up whatever you want as we go to the phones. Ladies first, Paul's going to have to hang on patiently because we've got Kayleen in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Kayleen. 
Hello. Hi, what's on your mind? Sexy guys. Hello there. Um, I wanted to bring up a couple of things about marriage. Okay. First of all, polygamy should not be outlawed anywhere. If a woman, if a woman wants to have several husbands, that's fine. If a man wants to have several wives, that's fine. I agree. It's none of my business. But right. what about the what about the twelve and thirteen and fourteen year old wives? What about that issue? Um, I'm kind of riding the fence on that one. I'm not sure about that. Um, it depends on the culture. You know, there are several kinds of cultures that uh, if you marry off a 12-year-old girl, that's fine. Um, but in now my whose culture? culture? In, in, in my culture, that's not okay. But, but now, wait, wait, wait. Now, you say it depends on the culture. These people, as Mark pointed out, these polygamists, they live in their own little enclaves, essentially, sort of shut off from the rest of the world. Does that, I mean, when you're talking about it depends on the culture, are you talking about their culture, or are you talking about the culture that surrounds the enclave? Because you can bet the, the surrounding culture might find that a little bit odd, but if you're in the enclave, then it's absolutely normal. Well, if if that's their culture, that's fine. Now, I and think also, in, in, these, uh, in these enclaves, it seems to me that there's less than free choice for these girls in getting married. Oh, no doubt. They're assigned. Yeah, and, and I don't think that anybody should be forced to do anything. And I, I don't really know how – I don't know what it's like there. They can always run away if they think about it, but they're not trained. I mean, they don't realize that there's anything else outside of the enclave for the most part. Right. Also, I have a, a, a couple of other um, comments about marriage. Okay. First of all, same-sex marriage. Uh, there should be nothing involved in marriage as far as the government. Absolutely. The government should not be involved. It's actually an insult. I mean, it's an insult to suggest that that if you love somebody, that you have to go down to the courthouse to some government bureaucracy and beg them for permission to to show that you love that person. You've got to get a piece of paper, a permission slip, essentially, Mm -hmm. uh, that costs, you know, a hundred bucks or seventy five bucks or whatever it is and pay the, you know, pay the offering to the state before you can show your your appreciation for somebody. It's an outrage. If you want to get married to somebody, it should be through your whatever, your religion or whatever it is. And or your cler- your clergyman, whatever cler- clergy one, absolutely your your whatever, um, it should be through your religion. If you want to get married to one woman or one man or several women or several men, it's your business. And it is not the government's business. You're yeah. absolutely right. And but the, some people might say, well, Kayleen, what about uh, what about combining assets? What about sharing uh, wealth? What about all these other things that happens when lots of people get married? Well, I would say, well, then, you know something. Yeah. Everything should be privatized. Contracts. If you want to get into a contract with the person you're getting married to, then write up a contract. Sort there of like go. people have prenups now because the government has this one-size-fits-all contract for every single right. marriage. Because that's what a government marriage is. It's a contract. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Except it's a contract it, between it you. Should, it your... should not be a government contract. It should be a contract between two people. Absolutely. Everything should be privatized. And those two people would be able to pick an arbitrator to make it. or... 50 people. Right, to make a decision, and thank you, Kayleen, for the call. We appreciate it. To make a thank decision you. on uh, the breakup. So if, if a divorce happens, the two people that had uh, entered into that contract had already specified who the arbitrator is. They will go to this private arbitrator instead of this government with its stupid set of rules, this one-size-fits-all uh, marriage rules, 
And then you can specify everything about the agreement. And that's what a government marriage is, and that's what a contract is. A contract in um, is you know sets out the rules of the um, the relationship, mm-hmm. and more importantly, it sets up the rules of the breakup. Absolutely. Whether it's um, a business contract or a personal contract, you know the government marriage doesn't require you to do anything. You no. go in, you get married, it doesn't require you to do anything Sign to be married. Sign a few pieces of paper, that's but it. But it does require you to do things to get divorced. And that's all it is. You're is right. It is a contract for divorce. But it's a contract between three parties. It's a contract between you, the person you're marrying, and the government. Whereas if you were doing it on a private basis, it would be a contract between two people with an arbitrator that you would select. And it's and and also I think that if it was a pri- if marriage was a private process as it should be I think people would take it a lot more seriously for instance because then you're entering into an agreement that could say anything I mean right now people don't go and read the, I mean the laws could still say anything about marriage but nobody goes in and uh, pulls off the tomes of law that apply to marriage and divorce and pages through them and reads them before they actually get married to anybody Who could? nobody does that but in a private marriage you better look. At the agreement that you're signing, because who knows what it, it could says. be anything, and it could say anything. Exactly. So people would uh, buy it'd be more caveat emptor, buyer beware. People would be a lot more careful. You know, about George it. and Martha Washington didn't have a government marriage. Let's go to the phones to Paul in Indianapolis, uh, listening on WXNT. Hello, Paul. Paul in Indy. Paul hey in guys, how, how are you tonight? Good. Good What's sir. on your mind? Hey, I uh, appreciate your show. Glad Thanks. you're out um, there. Uh, wanted to. I heard the uh, commentary about the evangelicals and the thought that they're making law as to... Um, they're not making the law, they're demanding the laws. Somebody else is making well, them. And people are actually, actually, let's back up. The laws are already on the books, and there are people who are demanding that they be changed. It's not the Christians who are demanding anything except that the laws that are on the books remain on the books. Well, in most cases, um, with the gay marriage stuff, they're looking for amendments um, and, and have gotten them in some cases that um, specify that a marriage is between a man and a woman. So the laws in the books, um, those, are, you know, those are new things, not old things. Well, no, but the laws on the books are being challenged, not by Christians, but by people who want to change the laws on the books. And they do that judicially, many times through judicial fiat, mm-hmm. and, in, and they don't go through the legislature. Well, do you, in order to get do you, it done, because because most of the time it couldn't get done in the legislature, as we've seen in a number of states recently. Isn't that so, where you go when you have a problem with the laws? Um, is the judiciary branch? I mean, that's what that's what it was set up for, right? Uh, well, no. I mean, yes. I mean, you when you're being go, mistreated you, by the government, the only way you can do, um, the only thing you can do, is file a lawsuit. Well, but the bottom line is that law, uh, the administration of law and judges, judges are not to make new law from the bench. Sure, based right. on I don't feel like they are. Well, they are when they're saying that the laws that have been on the books in America for hundreds of years, that marriages between one man and one woman are somehow now obsolete because they think so. I mean, they're not in, they're, what they're doing is making new law. They're not interpreting the law that's on the book as to the status of the society prior. And I present. see the point you're making, but now there's a demand. There wasn't previously the demand well, that there is now. Um, the there's demand, a demand for gay marriage. Just, there's a demand I, for I, polygamy. I, 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 I disagree with that. I disagree with that. The demand... Oh, well, you should talk to some gay people and see whether they disagree with it well, or not. Well, I, I, talk, I talk to gay people, and not all of them are for it, but the bottom... that I know. But the bottom line is this, that we don't just willy-nilly change law to a comment that's been on the books for hundreds of years. Let me back up. Your, one of your other callers mentioned that marriage shouldn't be an item of the state. I would agree with that. Okay, good. Uh, so why don't we change that, that law and get, get rid of it entirely? Well, How about that? 
why don't we let me look at the history with you real quick sure. about this. Prior to marriage being an entity that the state now controls, it was a church entity. Correct. Yes. And it was all done in the church. Right. And the whole nation, if you look, is set up based on Christian principles, marriage being one, one idea. I, I don't think, wait, 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 wait. I don't it, think for a second that, Christ, um, that, that uh, Christians have a monopoly on marriage. That doesn't seem I'm accurate not, to I'm me. Not, I'm not saying they do. I am saying, though, that the principle of marriage between one man and one woman, which has been on the books since the beginning of this nation and prior, has, is based on that Christian principle. Oh, it's and based I on a also, principle. I don't know if it's a Christian principle. How many of our um, well, in, first in, five in, presidents in, were Christians? In, indeed it is. Could you answer Christian my question? Uh, I want to I respond to your assertion. Indeed it is a Christian principle. It's not just an arbitrary principle that you know, marriage is between... It's not, right. as arbit- it's not as arbitrary as marriages between two men or ten men. Or now, so Paul, on hang so- on a second. I want you to listen to the question here. We're going to get you to answer when we come back. The question was, how many of our first five presidents were Christians? Now, you figure it out. We're going to come back to you in a moment here. 800-259-9231. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, your show, you take control, 800-259-9231, allows you to bring up whatever's on your mind. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And over again, 1-800-259-9231. We do ask that if you like Free Talk Live and you've got a computer, go to vote.freetalklive.com to cast your vote for the show. Because not only are we a radio show, but we also um, broadcast online and uh, we have a podcast and we are the number two, I believe, podcast in the world right now. That's out of something like 25, 26,000 different podcasts. We're number two because of those of you that have gone and voted. So if you've yet to do it, it's a once-a-month sort of thing. If you've yet to do it in this month of November, head to vote.freetalklive.com to cast your vote for the show because being in that top ten, especially being up high like we are, helps bring new people to this show. It brings new people to the message of freedom and liberty, which, of course, we talk about here six nights a week. New thoughts and new Live. ideas on Free Talk Live. Exactly. So vote.freetalklive.com as we go back to Paul in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Now, Paul, before we went away, um, you had made the uh, s- assertion that the United States is based on Christian principles and uh, the nation, if you will. Uh, and Mark had asked us a very simple question, which, Mark, if you'll recap here. I asked him how many of the first five presidents were Christians. And, Paul, your, your chance to answer. I think that's a good question. And the reason I say is... None of us knows those men's hearts. Now, we can come up with our opinion as to what we think they believed, which is what we do, uh, and I'd be willing to do that. But, um, Would it be an opinion if you based um, your opinion, ba- uh, your, your assertion based on what they actually wrote? I think that's a good starting point, sure. So, Mark, what would you, what would you say to that? Then? Well, um, if it's based on what they wrote, I would say zero. Um, I may be wrong on Washington, but in none of his writings did Washington mention God often, never mention Jesus. So the answer is zero or one. Well, how do you know that doesn't mean – I mean, how do you know these guys weren't Christians? Well, because uh, at very popular at the time was the re- religion of deism. And uh, from uh, – let's see, condensed from Faith of Our Founding Fathers by David Holmes, Realistic Visionary, a Portrait of uh, George Washington by Peter um, Henriesque and American Gospel, God, the Founding Fathers, and the Making of Our Nation by John McLean. Uh, John Adams, a Unitarian, did not believe Christian basics such as the Trinity, the divinity of Christ, total deprivation, and uh, predestination. Um, Also, Thomas Jefferson cut and pasted his own Bible. Uh, Monroe may have been the least religious of all our Founding Fathers. And Madison wrote Memorial and Remonstrative Against Religious Assessments. 
Um, these guys did not believe in the divinity of Christ. They were not well, Christians. Let's 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 okay. Let's have that out on the table. Let's also put out on the table some history of their writings, which we have not yet discussed, and that is that Thomas Jefferson said that the only textbook that's needed for the schools, unequivocally in every school, is the Bible. Now I realize that Thomas Jefferson took his Bible and he cut all the miracles out of the New Testament and he gave those to his kids because he couldn't buy the supernaturalism. But yet he said that the moral inculcations that are in the Bible needed to be in the school system and it needed to be a textbook in every school. That's something that's not taught today, but yet it's true. I'll give you a fact about Washington. I would agree with 20. that, and I know well, that I know that that is true. Um, Thomas Jefferson did believe in well, the morality and, and, of the Bible, and that's a little bit different. So do I. Than the, that's a little well, good, and but and that's a little bit that. Now let's. I we can wrestle whether Jefferson was a Christian or not. I don't have to wrestle. To, well, but to take and but we we could wrestle about that. Okay. But I think to take that and uh, and say that he used the textbook for Christianity, and that morally it, uh, for moral inculcation it needs to be in our schools. Really, it's all the, just all of this is academics anyway. I mean, what's the relevance? Well, of no, it? I, I disagree with that. And let me back up to Washington. This is a little-known piece of history. There's a book that I have, uh, which the title escapes me right now, but it was by the first Supreme Court Justice of the United States, Chief Supreme Court Justice, and he wrote it with uh, friends of his family, older friends who knew Washington's family and so on. Washington, when he was 23 in 1753, went off to fight in the French and Indian War on right. the side of the British. At that time, he wrote prayer journals out, morning and evening prayers to the Creator God and to his son, Jesus Christ. Every day of the week, he had morning and evening prayers that he had written in a journal that he carried with him from that time, 1753, through the Revolutionary time. And when Washington became president in some of his, one of his speeches, it may have been his farewell address, he said, religion and morality are two pillars that any patriot would in vain subvert. Now, when I was twenty-three, when he's speaking of religion, he's not speaking of Zoroastrianism. He's not speaking of Hinduism, Buddhism, or Islam. He's speaking of Christianity. Why not deism? He wasn't speaking of deism because he believed that God governed in the affairs of men. That's why he's on his knees at Valley Forge. And the bottom line is that it's a painting. we can take these evidence. <laughs> You've seen you've seen the picture that's been portrayed. He's on it's, one knee. It's a portrayal, right? Right, right. And 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 reading this book that I mentioned before, I should call you with the title. I apologize because I haven't. I put it. That's down all right. You can't have everything at your fingertips. I totally understand. And well, you know, but I mean, it's an it's an important point because these stories well, lost in our history. I, I want to make a it. point on Washington really quick. Is at 23, I was reading the Bible every day. I would read a proverb, um, a, a chapter out of Proverbs every single day. Sure. And I wrote, you know, I had lots of Christian writings that I would uh, sure. would write. And I'm not now, but I do have my Bible, and it's in my home. I agree. You mean and, you're not now a Christian? Is I what know, you're I am not a Christian. Well, but the bottom line is, and that's fine. I mean, people, you know, it's like Jefferson and Washington and their ilk said that a man's relationship, an understand, a man's relationship with his creator is up to him. It's between his conscience and his creator, and he has to do something with that, whatever that may be. Okay, I've lost the point of all this. I mean, what, all we're talking about is what, were well, they or were uh, they we not went, Christians? We went, and to we, me, no, we went back. We went back to Christian history to okay, support well, the to idea me, of marriage really, between one man. Okay, to me, it really doesn't matter um, what the uh, the belief system of the founding fathers were, and you guys can argue all night long, uh, bring up quotes from people, and and battle well, with quotes from these same people. The bottom, the bottom uh, line. And the, the, the issue is, uh, what is the bottom line? The bottom line is that that the if we obviate the history that we have had, 
which allows us now to live in freedom, liberty. I should say liberty. We've got a lot of freedom today, and we don't Not have so much, much liberty. No, we well, don't have got, as much got, freedom as we did back when the, uh, the country was founded. That's for darn sure. There's I, a lot well, less freedom today and, than there ever I, was. In these, fact, the United words, States... These, li- these words, liberty and freedom, are not interchangeable. We had liberty when the United States started out. We don't have a whole lot of liberty now because of the way that things are run. Yeah. We've got a tremendous amount of freedom. You come and go as you please. You pay as you go. You do whatever the hell you want to do and say whatever you want to say. I consider the that, two interchangeable. But that is, but that is not liberty. Yeah. That is not liberty. Liberty implies responsibility. Paul, Freedom thank you for the not. call. We appreciate hearing from you, sir. 800-259-9231. I personally believe liberty and freedom are the same thing. Uh, I think that Paul's a very informed caller. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to, uh, let's talk to Susan in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Susan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Mark. Hello. Hi. Uh, hang on just a second. got to go back outside where I can hear you. Not a problem, Susan. <laughs> well, I listen to a lot of talk radio. Um, on my drive home, usually, and Excellent. I listen to everything from you guys to Michael Savage to Rush Limbaugh during the day. We're the opposite I, of Savage. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, um, I consider myself, for the most part, a uh, a conservative. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I tend to be more liberal in my social views. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I have nothing against gay marriage. Um, or anything like that. Okay. Where I draw the, where I have the problems um, with, uh, well, we'll start with gay marriage. I was going to talk about polygamists earlier, but um, is when companies um, go out of their way because I'm a heterosexual. Okay. Um, when companies go out of their way to give benefits to heterosexuals, especially insurance, for their life partners. Um, and you mean homosexuals? You said hetero. I think. You I mean, mean I'm sorry. Yes, homosexuals, okay. uh, lesbian, gay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and give them insurance benefits for their life partners, whereas a heterosexual is forced to be married in order to be able to do the same thing. For That's their because partner. of government marriage. You understand that, right? Because the gays can't get government marriage. The heterosexuals can. If there wasn't such thing as a government marriage out there, then you wouldn't have this problem. But why why do these companies feel – then why can't they just give um, benefits to life partners regardless whether you're heterosexual? They could or... because they're taking the biggest commitment that they can take. What do you mean by in that, In both Mark? cases. In both cases, in a heterosexual case and a homosexual case, they're taking the largest commitment that they can take according to law by either A, being a longtime partner, or B, by being married. But is there some reason why they couldn't give, say, me and my girlfriend, uh, Julia, say, um, you know, we're not married at all, but we're definitely life partners. I mean, isn't there Thank any you. reason? Is there any reason why this a company couldn't give uh, her benefits as well? They could. They could if they wanted to. But, yeah, because right? it doesn't have anything to do with the government in that aspect. Right. In that the case, company has decided that they're going to do this. Now, personally, I would rather just get all my paycheck. I, I'd rather just get all my paycheck rather than get uh, the benefits because they're paying out a certain number, you know, a certain number of dollars per per week or per month or whatever for that policy. I'd rather get that personally and spend it in the way I deemed appropriate. But, I mean, if you don't like a company, then go work for somebody else that is uh, creating what you want. And if there's nobody out there offering well, there what you want, of them out there. well, then in that <laughs> case, it's going to be up to you to create the company that does that. And thank you for the call, Susan. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. There's nothing stopping you. Get some investors together and go ahead and create a company that does that. Hour two is on the way. The military recruiters are liars. We'll tell you about it coming up. Free Talk Live. 
Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We kick off Hour 2, Saturday edition of the show. We're here live. Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. You bring up whatever's on your mind. That's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Everything on the site is for free. That, again, is freetalklive.com. And still to come, a story about the Army recruiters caught lying through their teeth. But first, we go to the phones and to the fun to John in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hello, John. Oh, as John's cell phone takes a dump. Oh, well. All righty, then. So, uh, ABC News has done an undercover report, Mark, an undercover investigation showing Army recruiters telling students that the war in Iraq was over. In oh, an no. Effort, and more than that, too, in an effort to get them did to enlist. Uh, apparently, we did. That's and, good. And as you are aware, um, we did win the technical war, you know, where it was the government versus the Iraqi government, the right. U.S. government versus Iraqi government. But we it's did the, win that. It's the peace that's been so difficult to win there. Mm-hmm, and, um, and, you know, to have a, an army try to police a nation really is, is sort of uh, – it, it's, it's not a good use of an army. Well, uh, ABC News and New York affiliate WABC equipped students with hidden video cameras before they visited 10 – Army recruitment offices in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. One student asks a recruiter, nobody's going to, uh, over to Iraq anymore? Recruiter replies, no, we're bringing people back. We're mm. not at war. War ended a long time ago, says another recruiter. Last year, the Army suspended recruiting nationwide to retrain recruiters following hundreds of allegations of improprieties. One Colorado student taped a recruiting session posing as a drug-addicted dropout. You mean I'm not going to get in trouble, the student asked. The recruiters told him no, then helped him to cheat to sign up. We, ta- we talked about that story when it happened. Yeah. During the ABC News sessions, they actually went out and uh, bought him a, te- a test clean kit. Remember that? Yeah. Be- because he admitted to using drugs, which wasn't really true. It was just posing. It was just a story. These recruiters are really being pushed to bring uh, new recruits in, and it, it, it it's causing them to... Break the rules. Exactly. Uh, During the ABC News session, some recruiters told our students that if they enlisted, there'd be little chance they'd go to Iraq. But Colonel Robert Manning, who's in charge of the U.S. Army recruiting for the entire Northeast, said that new recruits were likely to go to Iraq. I would not disagree with that. We are a nation and an army at war still, said Manning. He looked at the ABC News video of his recruiters and said, It's hard to believe some of the things that they're telling prospective applicants. I still believe that this is the exception more than the norm. I visited many stations myself, and I know that we have many wonderful Americans serving in uniform as recruiters. Isn't that nice how he just glosses right (laughs) over what's going on here? Oh, it's just a few bad apples. But isn't it interesting how it's so easy to uncover the bad apples? All you have to do is send a kid in with an undercover camera or something to record the encounter, and then they 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 just let loose with their lies. And misinformation. Well, it doesn't really matter how much they lie or misinform. Once your name's on that piece of paper, you're in the army, son. Yeah, you can't get out by saying, well, wait a minute, he said I wasn't going to get sent to Iraq. Well, the recruiter said that I wasn't supposed to go. The war was over. Yeah, that's not going to cut it. Yeah. They're not going to let you out because if you get if you try to leave, you're going to be considered AWOL and they're going to come after you. Yep, you're going to jail. Yeah, a, a military you know, brig. It's not like they pay real well in the military or anything. I don't understand why people do it. Um, you know, if I decide to get a job at McDonald's, 
I can leave any time I want to. If I get a job in the military, I'm there for four years, and if I try to leave, I'm going to jail. Oh, well, apparently you didn't talk to the right recruiter, because ABC News found one recruiter who even claimed if you didn't like the Army, you could just quit. Oh, my. Quote, it's called a failure to adapt discharge. It's an entry-level discharge, so it won't affect anything on your record. It'll be just like it never happened. Manning, however, describes uh, disagrees with the ease the recruiter describes. I believe it's not as easy as he would lead you to believe it is. Indeed, it's not. Sue Niederer, whose son Seth joined the Army in 2002, said she was all too familiar with this recruiter's lies. They need to do anything they possibly can to get recruits, she said. And her son, by the way, was sent to Iraq, subsequently killed by a roadside bomb. Niederer said she wasn't surprised by what ABC News had found. She believes it's still a widespread problem. She said that recruiters told Seth he wouldn't be put into combat. Ninety percent are going to be putting their lives on the line for our country. Tell them the truth. That's all. Just tell them the truth. And they're sweetening the pot. They're sweetening the pot, right? They're increasing the uh, the recruiting bonuses and everything like that. Apparently, that's just not good enough. Apparently, the cash bonuses and the cars and everything, not enough. You've got to lie to the kids and tell them they're not going to war. Tell them the war's over. Well, you know, if they, if they paid more, then more people would go. And that's just the simple truth to it. Um, I, I don't see why they've got to tell lies and, and uh, misinform. And they absolutely are doing that. Um, why they have to you know, misinform these kids. Is this appropriate? Do you think this is it's appropriate to lie to kids to get them into war? I can't imagine who would uh, agree with that. 800-259-9231. Apparently the recruiters would. Some of them. 1-800-259-9231. We go to the phones to the fun. Brett in Iowa. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Brett, what's on your mind? Hey, guys. Thanks for getting me on so soon. What's up? Um, I just wanted to talk about, I don't know if you heard, uh, my school in West Des Moines, Valley High School, uh, is having a, they're performing the Laramie Project, which is a play that, uh, promotes tolerance, and, you know, it's about uh, Matthew Shepard, who was killed because he was gay. Mm. Anyway, the Westboro Baptist Church, who's the anti-gay, you, you know, Fred, Fred Phelps, Phelps. And all those guys. Yeah. Yep. They were uh, at my school, and I, I'm actually just driving back to work. Uh, I was doing it on my break, but I went to check it out and took some pictures. I just wanted to say, those guys are just so, they're just absolutely insane with what they say, and they have little, you know, six, seven, eight-year-old kids out there holding signs. These kids don't even know what they're protesting for. I mean, they've got these kids so brainwashed that they're pretty much screwed for life. I mean, they're not even going to be able to interact with society. I don't know if know? that's true. I don't know if the brainwashing will stick for their entire lives. They may. I don't uh, know, man. They may wake up someday. I'm sure there are stories out there. Oh. There may be people listening that have, been, you know, were involved with an evangelical uh, movement and had uh, managed to to pull away uh, from it to get away from the guys, brainwashing. These guys are worse than evangelical, I well, think, dude. They're, what What is their point in in protesting this? The fact that it's it's about a gay guy and it shouldn't be in the schools or something? Is that and the play promotes tolerance? They're they don't like that it promotes tolerance. And so they're here protesting, um, you know, saying that they were doing the whole God hates, I don't know if I can say it on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, So they were there to show how intolerant they were, basically. Right. And uh, I also wanted to say real quick um, that I I was taking some pictures and some videos with my phone, and there was one guy who ran, because there was uh, people across the street protesting the protesters. (laughs) Well, a couple of guys ran across the street and kind of, you know, jumped over the barricades, and the police just tackled this dude. One of them, I mean, I heard him, like, saying, ow. The police was like, police officer, one of them was jamming his knee into his back, had him on the ground. I tried to catch a video of it, and I'm going to, once I get home, I'll check it out, see if it turned out. But I'll post it on the BBS if, you know, if it Excellent. turned out. 
Brett, thank you for the call. We appreciate we appreciate hearing from you, man. Good job tonight. 800-259-9231. He's talking about our bulletin board system at bbs.freetalklive.com. You can go there and look for that later if he, uh, if he posts that online. So they're just showing how intolerant they are. Can't have any can't have any talk about gays going on in these here government schools. Well, it sounds like uh, there was some intolerance going on on both sides. What do you mean? Well, um, there was protesters protesting the protesters, and it was one of the protesters protesting the protesters that was uh, trying to jump a barricade in order to, I, I guess, get to the other protesters. I don't know. I, it was hard to hard to determine what exactly was going on there. But uh, just because you're jumping emotions, a barricade doesn't make you intolerant. Well, in, emotions are running high. Indeed. 1-800-259-9231. So whether it be recruiters or these uh, intolerant individuals that just can't stand the idea that they live in the same country as uh, as gay people, I mean, why, why can't you just do something else with your time? Can't you go out and, and recruit people for your church in a nice way? Uh, can't you go have a potluck dinner or something like that, like most churches do? I mean, this is uh, Fred Phelps. He's. Is there anybody else out there that's at that level? I mean, as far as going from place to place throughout the country? Yeah. Isn't his church from the East Coast? Traveling to protest. Right. Isn't his church in Kentucky or something like that? I, I don't know where his church is. It's. I don't think it's in Iowa. But I know he travels. Yeah, I don't think it's in Iowa. I mean, so they'll just go wherever they wherever they want to go. And by the way, interesting uh, point of fact about the, the Fred Phelps guy and his church. His church apparently is made up a good chunk of it. Of his family members. Apparently there's a lot of inbreeding going on, that sort of thing, you know, the, mm. the keep it to the family, basically. You know, sisters, sisters, and mother's aunts, uncle, that sort of thing. People all in the family in that church. Kind of Sounds a very freaky, strange. yeah, freaky backwoods sort of situation. 800-259-9231, that's the number for you. You take control of the airwaves. On the way here, the Saddam Hussein verdict is going to be delivered, apparently... Coming up tomorrow, or I guess it's probably already tomorrow in Iraq as we're doing this show here, and uh, they're possibly going to be doing a curfew. We'll get to the details on that. Your calls as well. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the live Saturday edition. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com where we've got the bulletin board system. Over 140,000 posts await you there. bbs.freetalklive.com gets you to it. And like the rest of the features on our website, it's totally free. And register now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, February 23rd to 25th. Meet libertarian superstars like John Stossel, Michael Badnarik, and many more. The most influential libertarians in America will be there. freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to get registered and learn more. That's freestateproject.org. Slash Liberty Forum. So apparently Saddam, the trial, expected to, I guess it's wrapped up. The verdict is expected probably within hours. And awfully convenient that it's happening to come right before the elections here in the United States. But nonetheless, what's going on over in Iraq now, Mark? Well, it uh, it looks like there's not going to be any leave for uh, military officers over there. Iraq canceled leave Friday for all military officers two days before an expected verdict for Iraqi military officers. I, it looks that way. Yeah. Okay. And possible um, and a possible death sentence for the um, uh, for Saddam Hussein and his trial. For the second time this week, a top Bush administration official huddled with the Iraqi prime minister. Many of Saddam's fellow Sunni Arabs, along with some Shiites and Kurds, are predicting a firestorm of violence if the court sentences the ex-president to death as widely expected. 
Um, of course, there could very well be a firestorm of violence if they don't. Bloodshed is re- already high with police finding the bodies of 83 torture victims throughout the capital between 6 a.m. Thursday and 6 p.m. Friday. Yikes. 36 hours. Most uh, Shiites, including Prime Minister um, Nuwari, are likely to be enraged at, if he escapes the gallows. Uh, Al-Meki uh, declared last month as he expected this criminal tyrant to be executed, saying that he would likely uh, break the will of Saddam's followers in the insurgency. So what are the p- potential outcomes here? Um, execution? Uh, what, life in prison? Life in prison. Total, uh, total exoneration? Let him off? Let him out of the courtroom? I can't imagine that happens. But if, Is that an option? Is that even on the table? I don't see why it wouldn't be. Okay. It's a trial. Could very well happen. Hmm. Um, and the, the judge has said some really interesting things in that trial. What do you like, mean? Well, you're not a dictator. I don't understand. You weren't a tyrant. Well, the judge has said that to Saddam. You were, uh, Like positive things towards Saddam. Yes. yes. So I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe reinstate him as the president of uh, of Iraq. Wouldn't that the, be a slap in the face? I don't think the court could do that. Okay. But if he got out, I would. I would, I would think. Well, now wait a minute. Now the only reason why he has uh, he is no longer the head of Iraq is because he's in jail, right? I mean, if they let him out, wouldn't he de facto, by default, be essentially the head of Iraq again? Or have they done something to sort of? override that in between now and then. I don't know. <laughs> you can I mean, you can better believe he's he going to believe lost, he's the head of Iraq. He certainly lost the war. Right. I understand he lost the war, and he was arrested and thrown in the brig and everything, and now he's on trial. But if Saddam Hussein is let walk out of the courtroom tomorrow, of course, how long he'll be walking after he gets out of the courtroom is another question. But you can better believe that he's going he's gonna to think he's still in charge, and he's going to want to go back to his palaces and uh, and rule the country again. Yeah, I would think that's true. I think it, the odds are against that particular thing happening, but right, we may not be able to stop the insurgency in Iraq, but we can certainly stop Saddam Hussein from getting back in power. I mean, he's he's not he's not a power in Iraq. No, not anymore. Well, so now they're actually looking at a curfew, right, for tomorrow? Yeah, correct. Um, let's see. Let's see. There was discussion of imposing a curfew on Sunday. All vacations will be canceled, and all those who are on vacation must return. At one point during the meeting, Al Mickey could be heard. Yes, returns you can die in the <laughs> ensuing fracas. Upbraiding his uh, military brass for failing to stop the capital's uh, unbridled violence. But attacks are not limited to Baghdad. Let's see, I'm going to skip over here. Uh, Hassan Al Saned, a top Al Mickey aide and lawmaker for his Dawa party, said at this time the Iraqi leader was using the GOP's vulnerability in the coming midterm congressional elections to leverage concessions from the White House particularly the speedy withdrawal of American forces from Iraq um and to US bases throughout the country so it it looks like it could be bad stuff going it's on here it's always bad i mean it's it's bad in iraq i mean this isn't going to make be it worse. better yeah whichever way this goes it's not going to get better when right? we wake up in the morning there's going to be some bad news in iraq well, there's uh, other bad news. The Bush administration has told a federal judge the terrorism suspects held in secret CIA prisons, you know, the ones that aren't so secret anymore, should not be allowed to reveal details of the so-called alternative interrogation methods that their captors use to get them to talk. The government says in new court filings, according to the Washington Post, that those interrogation methods are now among the nation's most sensitive national security secrets and that their release, even the detainees' own attorneys could, or even to the detainees' own attorneys, quote, could be reasonably expected to cause extremely grave damage, unquote. Terrorists could allegedly use the information to train in, uh, to train in counter-terrogation techniques 
and foil government efforts to elicit information about their methods and plots, according to the government documents submitted to uh, submitted to this particular judge. Do you understand what's going on here, Mark? They're essentially saying, You're not you, uh, talk. <laughs> you, you detainee folk, uh, you can't talk about what we did to you. I can't Is imagine it? what's going to stop them, by the way. Well, I don't know. Maybe the threat of uh, detaining them again? Oh, you mean uh, while they're... Hold on. The battle Are they of, being released or not? Well, the battle over legal rights for terrorism suspects detained for years in CIA prison centers on Majid Khan, a 26-year-old former Cant, uh, Cantonsville resident who was one of 14 high-value detainees transferred in September from the black sites to the U.S. military prison at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. A lawyer with the Center for Constitutional Rights, which represents many detainees at Guantanamo, is seeking emergency access to him. So they still got the guy. He's down in Guantanamo, been transferred over from the CIA secret prisons, and now that we know that he exists and we know where he is, this lawyer wants to talk to him. The government, in trying to block lawyers' access to the 14 detainees, effectively asserts that detainees' experiences are a secret that should never be shared with the public, which means that they probably don't want to let this guy out alive, wouldn't you think? If they don't want to let him talk to this lawyer, they certainly don't want to let him out at any time in the future, because he might just chat about what happened to him. Yeah, if he's too dangerous to even allow to speak to his lawyer, then it wouldn't seem like they're ever going to let him go. I mean, uh, certainly not while the Bush administration's in charge. Because Khan was, quote, detained by the CIA in this program, he may have come into possession of information, including locations of detention, conditions of detention, and alternative interrogation techniques that's classified as top secret, said the CIA officer bureaucrat spokesperson, using the acronym for Sensitive Compartmented Information. Jintalji Guterres, an attorney for Khan's family, responded at a court document that there's no evidence that Khan had top-secret information. Rather, she said, the executive branch is attempting to misuse its classification authority to conceal illegal or embarrassing executive conduct. Of course they are. Of course they want to conceal it. Because they're torturing people. And they know, that they know that if this attorney gets access to this guy, that he's going to tell his story, as he should. He's going to tell his story about the techniques that the CIA or whoever it was that they allowed uh, to torture him used on this man. Um, Padilla's uh, attorney has said that they waterboarded him and um, kept him in... Uh, it, it, For, and fed him drugs and stuff. And kept him in cold, you know, remarkably cold rooms and right. played music while, so he couldn't sleep. I mean, this is an American citizen held. That's right. That they're... I, I would call that torture. So is I mean, this guy. It's certainly, it's certainly cruel and unusual punishment, as outlined um, by the Fifth Amendment. Well, so is this guy. This guy is also an American um, citizen, 26-year-old from Cantonsville. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. Do you think it's appropriate to lock off access to this guy for because of the fact that he might just reveal that this was torture that he experienced? Should we keep him quiet? 1-800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, your show, you take control, 800-259-9231, the toll-free number, that's 1-800-259-9231, Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We've got the listener map, over 1,700 
of our listeners from around the world have added themselves to it. You can, too. Or just surf around and see where and who our listeners are. Map.freetalklive.com gets you to it. That is map.freetalklive.com. Talking about torture, specifically of uh, 14, at least 14 detainees that were sent to CIA prisons, those secret prisons that George Bush admitted to this year, that they've now been plucked out of and brought to Guantanamo Bay. One in particular, Majid Khan, a 26-year-old former Cantonsville resident, uh, who is in question here, they, a lawyer would like to talk to him, uh, you know, because he wants to make sure he's okay. So with the Center for Constitutional Rights, and he wants emergency access. Now, the government is attempting to uh, block the access. The court, A U.S. court is being asked to bar detainees from talking about interrogations. So they won't. If he gets access to this guy, he will be monitored and prevented from revealing information about his treatment at the secret CIA prisons. It's amazing how they can uh, make the prisoners you know, keep classified information. Isn't it? Uh, Kathleen Bloomquist, a Justice Department spokesperson, said yesterday the details of the CIA program must, must be protected from disclosure. She said the lawyer's proposal for talking with Khan is inadequate to protect unique and potentially highly classified information that's vital to our country's ability to fight terrorism. They just love trotting out the, oh, it's because of terrorism. We, uh, we're just ignoring the, the, you know, the right to due process, uh, consulting with an attorney, all of the rights that you normally have, habeas corpus, all of that. That's all out the window. But it's, it's okay, America, because we're going to keep you safe. Uh, they just love to trot that out. You know, I... I hate that they use that whole safety thing as the uh, the reason for this because I don't want you to keep me safe. I want you to protect my constitutional rights. What? Do you want more uh, terrorists flying planes into buildings? Well, um, I think that the terrorists flew bl- planes into our buildings because we were out um, practicing, you know, foreign interventionism, and we're out uh, in the Middle East where our army doesn't belong, and we're uh, well, whatever. Affecting... We're there now, Mark. Are you telling me that you don't want this country to be safe? Let's leave. Let's issue an apology to every one of those countries, the all 131 countries out of 190 UN member states that we're in. Let's issue an apology to the citizens. I don't care about their government, whether their government wants us there or not, because their government doesn't represent them in the same way this government doesn't represent me. Let's issue an apology, bring our troops home. Joseph Marg- uh, Margailas, a Northwestern University law professor who's represented several detainees at Guantamo, Guantanamo, said the prisoners, quote, can't even say what our government did to these guys to elicit the statements that are the basis for them being held. Kafkaesque doesn't do it justice. This is Alice in Wonderland. Government lawyers also argue in court papers that detainees such as Khan previously held in CIA sites have no automatic right to speak to lawyers because of the Military Commissions Act. Yep. Uh, signed by President Bush last month, stripped them of access to U.S. courts. That law established separate military trials for terrorism suspects. So they've already begun to use the Military Commissions Act on these individuals, and you just wait. It's just going to be a matter of time before they use the Military Commissions Act on somebody right here within these uh, these borders, right here in the United States. It's just going to be a matter of time before they pick somebody up off the streets, throw them in a military brig, and say, well, sorry, terrorism suspect, no access to a lawyer. You're going to be going on trial here, son. In about a month, a uh, few months' time, we're going to put you in this here military tribunal. Nope, nope, you still don't get access to a lawyer. 
In fact, we're not even going to bring you into the tribunal. You can sit right here in this cage, and uh, we'll have the lawyer in the trial there for you, and trust us, it'll be fair. Yeah. Just trust us. Sure, we're not going to allow the public in because it's a secret military tribunal, so nobody's really going to even know that you're being put on trial here, son, but trust us, we've got your best interest in mind. Secret trials, secret police, secret evidence, secret courts. I, I This doesn't sound like my America. Not mine either. The U.S. Court of Appeals uh, for the District of Columbia is considering whether Guantanamo detainees have the right to challenge their imprisonment in U.S. courts. The government urged the judge to defer any decision on access to lawyers until the higher court rules. Uh, and, and so it just goes on. And, and they're going to continue to use the story, or they're going to continue to use the Military Commissions Act, this despicable, destructive act that has eliminated habeas corpus, has eliminated the body of evidence. You don't get to see If they've got evidence against you, you don't get to see it. There's no, Which, of course, you just have to assume they have evidence. Right. Uh, and of and course, evidence is what we hold people on. That's what we, you know, arrest them based on. That's what we convict them on. You can't see it. Dorn says in the court papers that for lawyers to speak to former CIA detainees poses an unacceptable risk of disclosure. But detainee attorneys say they follow the protocol to the letter, and none has been accused of releasing information without government clearance. Captive who, uh, captives who have spent time in secret prisons and their advocates say that have said the detainees were sometimes treated harshly with techniques that included waterboarding, which simulates drowning. Bush has declared that the administration will not tolerate the use of torture because if Bush says it, it must be true, right? Mm-hmm. If it comes out of George Bush's mouth, I mean, who could disbelieve a politician? But he is pressed you know, to... Re- this waterboarding, it, it amazes me. Um, n- no, In the Fifth Amendment, we're guaranteed no cruel and unusual punishment. And one of those unusual punishments that was not specifically named in the, the Bill of Rights, but essentially outlawed by the Bill of Rights, was ducking. Um, this is what they did with the uh, the witches and the Salem witch hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, they would put somebody in water uh, and then pull them out and give them the opportunity to confess and then put them back in and till, um, you know drown them a little more and then pull them back out, give them the opportunity to confess and Essentially, I think we're doing the same thing. By the way, if they didn't confess, they drowned. And if they did confess, they were hung. Um, Great. I think that's essentially the same thing we're doing here with this waterboarding. I mean, it's simulating drowning. I mean, you're, you're, the reason it's simulating drowning is because you can't breathe. They're pouring water all over you upside, yeah. while you're upside down. It's momentary drowning. It's drowning. Yeah. Drowning. Drowning. I uh, can't say it properly. In a separate court document filed last night, Khan's attorneys offered declarations from Khaled al-Masri, a released detainee who said he was held with Khan in a dingy CIA prison called the Salt Pit in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. There, prisoners slept on the floor, wore diapers, and were given tainted water that made them vomit, Masri said. American interrogators treated him roughly, he said, and told him he was, quote, in a land where there were no laws, unquote. Khan's family didn't learn of his whereabouts until Bush announced his transfer in September, more than three years after he was seized in Pakistan. Can you imagine? Your family member just, poof, disappears, and you yeah. don't hear from him for three whole years until the President we don't of have the United any, States announces his We don't have any troops in Pakistan. Okay. How did they seize him? I'll tell you. They put a bounty out that said, We'll pay a bounty for every terrorist that you bring in. And these warlords in Afghanistan went about collecting their enemies and collecting bounties. 
This guy just made some warlord in Afghanistan mad. Who knows what he did? Another brother. And we're never going to know because we were not going to see any evidence. Of uh, it. The family said the uh, that Khan was staying with a brother in Pakistan when men who were not in uniform burst into the apartment late one night and put hoods over the head of Khan, his brother Muhammad, and his brother's wife. The couple's one-month-old son was also seized because obviously he was in on it too. Uh, another brother, Mahmoud Khan, who has lived in the United States since 1989, said in an interview this week that the four were hustled into police vehicles and taken to an undisclosed location where they were separated and held in windowless rooms. His sister-in-law and the baby did remain together, uh, according to him. Mohammed uh, said they were questioned repeatedly by men who identified themselves as members of Pakistan's intelligence service and others who identified themselves as U.S. officials. Mohammed's wife was released after seven days. He was released after three months without charge. He was left on a street corner without explanation. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. One yeah when you, uh, when this starts happening here in the United States, are you gonna are you going to come to the realization that it has gone too far? When more people begin to get picked up, and again, it happened to Padilla, Jose Padilla, a few years ago, but when it happens more often, and maybe it already is happening, we just don't know about it yet. Secret police, secret courts. When your friends and family members start to disappear, are you going to realize it's gone too far? Are you going to call for this to come to an end? Or are you going to say, thank you, government, thank you for keeping me safe? 800-259-9231, it's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. Bring up what you want. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you everything for free there, whether it be the bulletin board system, the map, the uh, live streaming, archives, all on the house. Those are the radio talk show hosts. They want to charge you money for their websites. We give away more than what they charge for for free at freetalklive.com. What could be very well the largest radio talk show website in the world. I have asked for somebody to uh, to suggest a better or a more comprehensive, larger uh, radio talk show website. No one has ever made that suggestion to me. Oh, I didn't suggest better. I just said bigger. <laughs> bigger or better. I don't think there's anything bigger or better out there. Anyway, freetalklive.com. We do ask that you voluntarily support the show by shopping with us. For instance, you can do it two ways. You can buy Free Talk Live branded stuff like T-shirts and hats and uh, DVD classic archive collections all at store.freetalklive.com. That again, store.freetalklive.com. Now, for anything else you might need to purchase in life, I mean virtually anything, go to amazon.freetalklive.com. Because if you enter Amazon through that link, amazon.freetalklive.com, then anything you buy, goes a percentage of it goes to Free Talk Live. You're going to do the shopping online anyway. I mean, if you've been online before, you've probably shopped at Amazon. You know they've got 35 categories of products, everything from uh, books to DVDs, office products, sporting goods, apparel, to their brand-new grocery store. You know that's a, it's a huge selection. You know they've got free Super Saver shipping on a lot of their items. And now you know that you can help Free Talk Live out by shopping through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. So we're talking about the uh, this guy... Uh, Mr. Khan, uh, first name is, oh gosh, mm-hmm. his brother's Mahmoud, his name is Majid, is a 26-year-old, and he is being held in Guantanamo Bay at the moment. Now, how did he get to Guantanamo Bay? Well, him and his fa- uh, his family and, and him were in uh, Pakistan in 2003 when men who were not in uniform burst into the apartment late one night and put hoods over his head, his brother's head, and his brother's wife. They also took the uh, their one-month-old son with them as well. 
the wife was uh, released within seven days. Mahmoud was released after three months. And this other guy, his brother, is still being held in Guantanamo. Now, what's really interesting about this, and I'm glad I went all the way down in this story here, Mark, because it's going to give you an example of how they're going to work it when they start um, when they start arresting people in this country, or more people, because they've already done it a couple times. Here's how it works. According to Mohammed, they said they were questioned repeatedly by men who identified themselves as Pakistan's intelligence service. Then, after three months, they left him on the street corner without explanation. Periodically, he said people who identified themselves as Pakistani officials contacted him and assured him that his brother would soon be released and that they ought not contact a lawyer or speak with the news media. Quote, we had no way of knowing who had him or where he was, said Mahmoud uh, at their family home outside of Baltimore. He said they complied with the request, meaning they didn't call a lawyer and they didn't talk to the news media because they believed anything else could delay his brother's release. Do you see how insidious this is? I see how it is. I so mean, this is why using him as a uh, hostage, essentially. If they are picking people up off the streets in this country right now, and they can, as a result of the Military Commissions Act, a law that President Bush signed into effect last month, they can do this. It's legal now. It wasn't illegal before when they were doing it. It's legal now. You can better believe they're going to continue doing it. When they pluck you off the streets, Mark, bloop, and you disappear, they call up your wife and say, look, we've got your husband. You don't go to the media, you don't talk to a lawyer, and we're going to let him out soon. And maybe if she does go to the media, maybe if she does talk to a lawyer, maybe they will hold you for longer. Maybe that's true. It's certainly enough to scare someone into not doing anything and not talking about it. You know, media attention didn't help uh, Jose Padilla. He's still in jail. Still hasn't been shown any evidence against him. In addition, Khan's family was under constant FBI surveillance from the moment of his arrest, which is interesting because he was arrested in Pakistan. So his family in America was under surveillance at that same moment. Very calculated, Mark. They knew exactly what they were doing and who they were going after. The FBI raided their house the day after the arrest, removing computer equipment, papers, and videos. Each family member was questioned extensively and shown photographs of terrorism suspects that Mahmoud Khan said none of them recognized. For much of the next year, he said, they were followed everywhere. Does this sort of behavior really make you feel safe? 1-800-259-9231. For those of you out there that are turning to the government in hopes that they will keep you safe from the terrorists, is this making you feel safe? You know what makes me feel unsafe is that we're going around the globe creating enemies. If we would just mind our own business, we wouldn't have to worry about all this terrorism stuff. 800-259-9231. Does this make you feel safe? 1-800-259-9231. As we go to Doug in Grand Rapids listening on WTKG. Hello, Doug. Hey guys, hey, great what's show. Thanks. What's up? Uh, does it make me feel safe? No, uh-uh. I, I believe, fully believe that we're creating more enemies around the world since we started doing this garbage that we've been doing the last four years. Yeah, and soon we're going to um, be creating more enemies in this country as we start arresting oh, more of our own. Yeah, well, you know, you just got to trust George W. because he knows what's do. He knows what's right. You just got to uh, trust the man. And I, when I hear that, I'm like, oh Lord, help us. I don't trust uh, any of we're going to get. I, I don't trust George W. I don't trust Ted Kennedy. I don't trust oh, anybody in Washington exactly. D.C. 
Exactly, uh, and unfortunately, George W. is the one at the head of the pack. And with the and with the Military Commissions Act, you know, he seems it's uh, I believe it's him and him and the Secretary of Defense are the ones that wield all the power and need absolutely no reason to just say take that one. Technically, or that one, or uh, that technically, one off it the is him. But what what they do is they can form a, a essentially a council. Um, president, that's not the the right word for it, but it's essentially a, like a board. He can appoint people to this board, and then the board decides who to go after and arrest. Yeah. Yep. I, I, the reason I called, just uh, when, when this happened a couple weeks ago and he signed it in, and I was just appalled that that it, that it actually got that far without so many Americans standing up and saying, this just isn't right. You know, you're not – I, I envision George Bush using the Constitution like he would use toilet paper, which sure. is Sure. It's just vivid. a GD and piece of paper. It's a pretty vivid and nasty-looking visual there, but that's how I envisioned him using the Constitution. I'm, I'm actually and surprised I, that you're surprised, Doug, because, well, <laughs> I mean, really, most people don't even know that yeah. there's a Military Commissions Act. Yeah, and and that was the, uh, what, the reason I called was just to say to everybody out there that's concerned about it, to have the conversation with your conservative friends, and I had this conversation, I said to them, I said, what would happen if somebody burned a flag, man? And, and I know he, this is a conservative friend of mine who would absolutely come unglued if somebody burned the flag. Sure. And I said, the flag, that's, that's a sacred thing. Yeah, that's important. But that doesn't even hold a candle to how sacred our Constitution is. And what George Bush is doing with the Constitution, why aren't conservatives just absolutely coming unhinged about this? It's amazing and, and, and to me. Just, he just shook his head like, well, it's necessary in the fight against terror. And I'm like, I'm so sick and tired. Just, yeah, just repeat the talking necessary. points. That's oh, all yeah, they exactly. do. Well, it's, you know, it's the brainwashing I've gotten from Rush and Sean and everybody else. And I appreciate the job you guys are doing to counter that brainwash. Well, you know, I, was, I just got the issue, uh, this month's issue of Talkers Magazine, which is sort of an industry uh, publication for talk radio people. And the, front, yeah. uh, the cover picture is a photo from the White House. President Bush has met with the, uh, some of the top conservative talk show hosts in oh, yeah. America. He had them in yeah. like this roundtable discussion. And I mean, yeah. this is uh, did, did President Clinton do that stuff? Maybe he did, oh. but I certainly didn't know about it. He he's got his own special uh, publicity corps, you know, and uh, and they get their orders and they come. And fortunately, I don't listen to them. Doug. I try and think for myself. We so. got we got to catapult the propaganda, Doug. <laughs> catapult it. <laughs> And that's what he's doing. Well, he's just using these people to catapult his uh, his talking points and con to continue to brainwash this mindless public that'll just eat up anything that they're told by these uh, the, these talking heads. It doesn't. Yeah. They, nobody thinks critically anymore. No, uh, Doug. Thanks and, for the call, man. We, well, we appreciate I appreciate your, I appreciate the job you guys are doing, and uh, and man, just everybody pay attention because if if we don't hold these people accountable is just going to get worse. Doug, before you go, before you go, point of information, if you like the show, take a moment next week, contact your radio station, your local station there. For you, it's WTKG. Everybody yep. else listening, call your local station, talk to the program director, and tell them thank you for putting Free Talk Live on, on their weekends or weeknights. And if you're not, if we're not on weeknights, maybe you should ask for that. Doug, thanks well, for Well, you know, we got all sorts of good... Uh, all sorts of good progressive radio on WTKG, and I make sure they know that I appreciate having that well, voice. Well, I don't know. You've got to be careful, though, labeling Free Talk Live as progressive, because then you're going to blump us in with the other so-called progressive shows. But those people are progressing towards socialism, while Free Talk Live is progressing towards liberty. Doug, thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. We are not conservative. We are not progressive. We're not hot talk. We're Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. Hour 3 is on the way. Jane... 
waiting patiently. And uh, Mike as well, you guys, uh, we will get to you if you're patient. And you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Ladies first, of course. 800-259-9231. That allows you to take control of the airwaves. You can bring up what you want. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. Hour 3's coming up. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. We're kicking off Hour 3, Saturday edition. Dean here with you. And Mark. In the studio live, taking your calls about whatever you want. It is your show. You bring up what's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com, where everything you'll find is totally free. That again, freetalklive.com. Still lots to talk about here tonight. Of course, your calls are primary, but I hope we get a chance to talk about how Oklahoma is the final state to legalize tattooing but first we go to the phones to the fun to jane in indianapolis listening on wxnt actually excuse me gene in indianapolis you're on free talk live thank you very much for taking my call well thanks for being here gene what's on your mind well number one i hope you have patience with me i'm 79 years old wow oh, really? i could not i would never have guessed by your voice <laughs> hopefully uh, I, I just want to mention something that i don't think you're catching okay uh, number one in world war ii I hate to bring this up. I know it's old old hat. But I don't feel that we were the greatest generation, number one. Okay? I think right. we were products of a, a greater generation that came before us. But number two, do you realize the special forces of this country go through the waterboarding that you're talking about that are un, unrealistic for prisoners or somebody who's suspected of, of uh, wrongdoing? Okay? Mm-hmm. They go through that. The same thing that they're putting an enemy that they can't locate. They don't have a country. They don't have. It's not like World War II. You have a, an enemy that you're fighting. It. They're they're enemies of the country, and you, and somehow or other, people have the idea that you can fight this war the way you fight other wars. You can't. Well, I, there's a book. No, wait a minute. There's a book out, and it was written. Those, please bear with me. Uh, okay. It, the book is called Terrorist Hunter. It's written anonymously. And the book was put out by a woman who has actually pinpointed people in this country right now. They're out to do us in. Now, it took a long, long time. But FBI finally hooked onto it, and they have been picking people up all over this country. Um, She's obviously, uh, she's an American, but she's obviously from another country, you know, originally. Right. And before you go off on these tangents about brutalizing, number one, our culture has gone way downhill. Now, in the course of, of bringing in an army, some of the people you're going to have are not going to be your your son, your daughter. They're mm-hmm. going to be other people that didn't have advantages or whatever makes them screwed up. But we've got a culture here in this country that is just demeaning to this country. I don't know if any other the culture country, is now, demeaning to the country. Yes, our culture now is trash. We, look, just look at you can't watch television without seeing it. Number one, I don't know another country Wait, in the world. I don't know another country in the world that throws out their garbage to the rest of the world except this country. Now, Jane, uh, or Jane, excuse me, Jean. 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 
Uh, can you give an example? I mean, we, we've covered you've covered so many issues there, and uh, we tried yeah, I to, meant we, to. We tried to jump in. Well, it's hard now for us to respond because there's so much to uh, to get on here. Mark, I know you want to get on something. Go ahead and just hop on one well, of our issues. What, what I would like to talk about is you you mentioned World War II and uh, be, this war being different than that one, and it's okay in this war to use torture based on um, versus World War II, where I guess we didn't. Now, um, at the end of World War II, we tried Japanese officers for waterboarding. And we put them in prison, hard labor, for waterboarding. And I feel like our officers who waterboard and any administration who, um, who condones this sort of behavior should be put in prison, hard labor, for the same amount of time. Because that is not America, Gene. May I respond? Of course. Absolutely. You are fighting. We didn't, Japanese were cruel. The death march was a, a, an example. Somebody dropped off, and well, they didn't think they fit. They didn't even wait to see if they might live. Were, were the Americans they, cruel for dropping no, wait a, a atomic no, bombs? No, 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 wait a minute. You turn around and you say, okay, that's wrong. Well, of course it was wrong. But we are finding people that cut people's heads off. They burn yeah. them. They burn them hanging from... Here's my you're problem, not, You're, G- not, you're uh, Gene, dealing with... Now, Gene, we've let you go on for a while here. Here's my problem with what you're saying. You're saying this is a different enemy. They're cutting people's heads off. We don't know who they are, and you know they're not with a government or anything, so everything's different. Well, what hasn't changed is the Bill of Rights, and the Bill of Rights specifies that people that deal with this government are supposed to have certain, you know, the Fifth, Sixth, and Seventh Amendments they outline, you know, this right to a speedy trial, the right to be presented with the evidence against you, the right to question the, the witnesses that are against you, and now all of that has been taken away. So if what you say is true about these bad guys, then if we have evidence against them, if we have evidence that shows that they are bad guys, why is it that we aren't allowing, uh, why is it that we aren't allowing public trials of these people? Isn't that a bit un-American in your opinion? Number one, uh, there's time for all of this. Now let me explain. Wait a minute. When is now, the time going to be? No, n- now wait I've a minute. I've been waiting. When's the time going to be? Jose Padilla has been waiting we for are, five we years. Are, we are still at war. Okay. When is Jose Padilla going to get his trial because well, he's been waiting for four to five years? I mean, what happened to the right to a speedy trial? And comparing this, this is we are not at war, Gene. Um, we were in war in World War II, and we haven't been at war since I'll tell you then. what's going to happen. The Democrats are go- might get in, okay? No, they're going you to know get what's in. Gonna ha- okay, and you know what's going to happen? They're going to pull our troops out, and then yeah, we're right. going to... Now, wait a minute, and, and then we're going to fight it right here at home, and your family, my family... You believe the I, Democrats I, are going to pull the troops I would, out? I would agree with you that if we pull out, that we're um, and and we don't stop our meddling in the Middle East in general. We just pull out. That yeah, Iraq's probably going to become a breeding ground for terrorism in the same way that Afghanistan was at one point. And we're, but, can, but can we're, I ask it's you because something? we're half-stepping, Gene. Instead of doing the right thing and letting other countries, um, you know. Mind make their, their own, own way in, in the world. We're involved. We want to get involved. In Saudi Arabia, those people can't. Uh, those people don't get to vote on what they want. Um, they have a. They have a king. But there are we friends. support that king. We, a free country, support a king. Gene. Let me tell you something. Ever since the year 2000, in the fall, when the Supreme Court determined that George Bush was the mm-hmm. was he was won. the winner, yeah. was the president of the United States and the commander in chief yeah. of the army. Of the military. Okay. Then all of a sudden, the foul, horrible course. Everybody's complaining about what the, the few comments I've heard about the Republicans. They've commented about the, the, oh, it's horrible. You know what? 
Fox News and, oh, that was awful. What Fox News, big deal. They're fighting ABC, NBC, CBN, ABC, CBS, uh-huh. NBC, MSNBC, uh, NPR. Uh, just name it, name it, name it, name it, name it. Now, number yeah. one, that goes out and the hate goes out over the world about the, the, president's, the presidency of this country. And let me tell you something. Even if a Democrat gets in, they're going to have the repercussions of this because there's enough stupid people out there in the whole wide world. They think America is a rat. They're rats. All we've done is try to help other countries. No, 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 no. no. You okay, are making, you're you're are making us. You are helping make... other countries, Gene. We are not sorry. helping anybody by, um, by murdering people around the world, bombing people, destroying people's lives. That doesn't help anybody. The 600,000-plus people uh, that have been killed since we got involved in the Iraqi conflict in the George Bush administration, how can you say that that's helping anybody? Can you can you explain something to me? We we have a day by day blow of two thousand eight hundred troops dying in Iraq, right? Two thousand. So you talk about six thousand a, a year that are dying here in automobile accidents. Same young people. Mm-hmm. One thousand one hundred a year are dying because of rape or whatever. And there's murders that we don't even count. And you're so you're saying the, that the troops don't count. You're saying there's no I'm, big deal. Just let those people no, die. Who I'm cares, saying right? the troops do count, and nobody backs them up, and nobody backs Gene, them up. The, the, nobody the, backs the, them the, up. The, 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 the largest killer of human beings in the last century was government. Okay, governments, either they were doing, committing genocide or in their wars all over. I don't care about um, diseases. I government. don't care about murders. I don't care about cars. The fact is, when they send people, up our boys and girls out in order to wipe out people. I'm just not for that. That's my tax dollars. I've got no, something to do that. You, you I, were I don't want to outlaw people up. in cars. My generation ruined the next generation. I'll tell you how they did it. Because, number one, they came out of a depression. Believe me, I remember. Number two, they no, came out of a depression. They went, they went to war. They went to war. They it's came home. They got married. They, we appreciate they started it. Thank their you family. for the call. Thank yes, you, Gene. We appreciate it. Look, it wasn't your generation. It was the people in your generation that got into government and created government programs to educate and indoctrinate the next generation, who then continued the process of indoctrination. More on the way. You take control of the airwaves. And she didn't really respond to much of anything we said. Interesting, though. Coming up, more Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, Saturday edition of the show in the studio live. Ian here with you. And Mark. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Live streams await you. There's a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version. Both of them are totally free. freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project's First 1,000 Pledge. Are you just going to talk about freedom? Or are you going to start living it now? Learn how the first 1,000 pledge can make it happen today. That's freestateproject.org, freestateproject.org. You know, Mark, we're kind of pushovers when it comes to uh, old ladies calling. Yeah, it's hard to walk all over them. Right, it's hard to get into a a knock-down, drag-out argument with a nice old lady, a 79-year-old It's true. I think that's true with... uh, um, Old people on either side of the sexes. You know, I mean... I wouldn't have a problem going at an old man. No, I... Because you know they're going to be gruff and angry, and, they, you know, that's that's not as much of a big deal. But when you, when you think of a, you know, 79-year-old lady calling up, you think of grandma and making food and yeah, Thanksgiving and... I, I, I bet you Jean can cook I her butt you, off. You know, Jean, I'm sure she's just a sweet lady, but the part that, she miss, that she's missing is... And I liked your point uh, last segment about how governments are what have killed the most people in the last century. Governments. 
the American government included. And she sort of played off the American troops uh, dying, the 2,800-plus troops that have, that have died uh, in Iraq. She sort of played them off by saying, well, there's more people that die in car accidents. Well, the people in car accidents were accidents. The people, uh, the people that uh, are dying in Iraq were completely unnecessary deaths. Every one of those 2,800 could have been prevented right. had we not gone over there in the first place. And we didn't need to go there in the first place. In fact, we, what we needed to do is bring the troops home from all around the world in the over 135 countries uh, that we currently occupy. You want to talk about making people angry. You want to talk about making people hate the United States, creating enemies. Stationing troops in other people's countries is one of the things that contributes to that. If you don't believe me, just imagine how you would feel if there was a Chinese military base down the street from your neighborhood. Just try to imagine what that would feel like. Try to imagine what it would be like to have Chinese troops um, driving through the streets in tanks. Just for your protection, of course. They're not actually there to hurt you or anything. They're just there to help. 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to Brandon in uh, Grand Rapids, listening on WTKG. Hello, Brandon. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Thanks for the great show. Thanks for taking on all these uh, complicated issues. It's wonderful. Thanks, Brandon. We're glad you're out there. What's on your mind? Um, I think Bush should be thrown out of office for uh, misuse of the military. Yeah, but who's going to do that? Um, obvious to any thinking person that it's it's a joke what they're asking the uh, Marines to do. God bless their boys, but I can't believe that they're asking them to do what they're doing. Well, I, th- I can't believe that they follow orders so blindly. I mean, everybody says support the troops, support the troops, but the only troops that I'll support are the ones that are actually doing what they have sworn to do, and that is uphold the Constitution of the United States. And every single uh, troop that is following unconstitutional orders, I don't see how anybody can support that. Um, yeah, that's great. Um, but I think the Constitution uh, really applies to Americans. And uh, the reason I think he should be thrown out of office is because um, Baghdad and Tehran should have been blown off the map the day he took office with conventional weapons. Oh, so you don't think that he was violent enough, is what you're saying? Um, no, you give him a 48-hour bomb notice to get their goats and their dirt out of town and all that. Do we kid. own the rest of the world, Brandon? What's that? Do we just own the rest of the world? We just get to throw our weight around and make demands of other people? A hundred years ago, we wouldn't even be talking like this. You just kill your enemies. You don't worry about it. What makes, what makes other people in the world enemies of the United States? What makes them uh, enemies? The theocratic, uh, ancient style of governments, like, uh, like they got going on over there in uh, Iran and Iran. Now we had a we had an, um, a monarchy that ruled this this uh, plot of land that you're sitting on right now um, for uh-huh. a period of time, and then we rose up against that mon- monarchy. Don't you think right. we should allow those people the amount of time it takes them to rise up and make themselves that's a, good point. a free that country? To that's, that's definitely a good point. I, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. You roll that's up your window. Are you that's in a definitely a good point. I know. I can't. A... I, I can't hear you. There's there's some kind of wind noise. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, um, you, that's definitely a good point. It applies to Iran. There's no doubt about that. So we should allow um, Iran to. Uh, yeah, I think I think you definitely make a good point there. But we agree on the uh, we agree on a lot of a lot of things, but we just don't agree on uh, how to go about it. I, I'm sure we we disagree, I'm sure we agree somewhere and disagree elsewhere. But I think what um what you're talking about is wiping out an entire population of people and to suggest that all of the people in one particular area are bad or against No, they're not bad. But you think they should be wiped not out. Not necessarily. I just think that you uh eliminate their big cities and uh let them know who's boss. Eliminate their what? Well, why are we boss? Eliminate their major cities 
and show them who's boss. Why are we boss? Because we're the best. We're America. Aha! Play the Star Spangled Banner and drop a few more bombs on some brown people, huh? Yeah, and keep our uh, boys safe. But, oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I, I'd, I'd love to keep our... To sir, once again, you and I agree about um, something. I'd like to keep our boys and girls um, in the military safe. I'd yeah. like to keep them safe by keeping them in the country and not sending them out on some politician's um, war run, run. Yeah, we got stealth bombers and B-52s. Let's use them. No, why don't we just decommission why do we ha- them? Why do you want to kill people? What's wrong with you, man? I mean, what, what, what yeah, kind of bloodthirsty guy are you? you? Why do you want to kill so many innocent people? Are you a sicko? Or they get a 48-hour bomb notice to get their goats and their dirt out of town. I understand. The goat dirt joke's really great. Why do you yeah, want to right. kill these people? Why do you want to destroy their cities? What kind of sick, sadistic man are you? <laughs> That's funny. What? What? You don't think killing and blowing up cities is sick and sadistic? No. <laughs> what if somebody did it I to our city? For real. Are you for real? I think you're pulling our chain. Brandon, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. How could you possibly say that blowing up a city isn't sick and sadistic? You know, Brandon um, Brandon mirrors the attitude of a great deal of Americans out there that would love to see yes, the Middle does. East turned into a parking lot with nuclear weapons. Uh, Michael Savage has said that on the air. Doesn't that matter sick, how... disgusting... Fat. Well, Mark, don't you understand that other people just aren't as good as Americans? He said it right there. We're the best. I mean, American people are better human beings than everybody else. That's the that must be the opinion of these people that hold these in uh, that, that hold these opinions. It, they're simple-minded. They want to take they, they they see a problem. There's a problem in the world. Um, you know, whatever Blow the problem is, blow it up. Like that's that's we it. got the bombs. Let's use them. God. Sick stuff. Let's talk to Jeff in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Jeff. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, well, it sounds to me like you guys need to be on Air America. What are you talking about? Well, you're slightly on the liberal side. No, I don't feel, how long I don't you feel like a liberal today. How long have you been listening? Uh, I just turned the radio on. This is the very first time I've heard you guys. Okay, okay well, then, the, then, then, then you can The caller that was just on was on the uh, extreme side. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. To say the least. Okay. Uh, I, I, what's going on over there is a whole lot bigger than I can understand or anybody else, especially Rumsfeld. I think Rumsfeld needs to be fired. So so do many military men, sir. I'm sorry? So do many military men. Oh, I agree. And I, I don't think that there's a problem with that. I think they need to have a different plan. Um, but pulling out. Uh, I think that saying that the 2,800, it's actually more than 3,000 now that are dead over there. I think you're right. And, and saying that that is a disgrace is a disservice to our servicemen. I want to give you a little more chance to talk. If you'll hang on, Jeff, we're going to come back to you, okay? Hang on. Okay. 800-259-9231. And uh, we'll have to, of course, explain why we're not liberals, Mark. Yeah. Nor are we conservatives. Well, Rush called us leftist wackos. Well, he did, but he doesn't know either. We're not liberals. We're not conservatives. We shall explain. I swear. Coming up, this is your show. I'm a registered Republican. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Live Saturday edition. You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where we've got a wiki. 
wiki.freetalklive.com. Over 850 pages, probably close to 900 now, that have been created by listeners like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website, wiki.freetalklive.com. Like everything else on our site, it is totally free. Now then, we're going to bring Jeff back on the line from Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Now, Jeff, you tuned in to Free Talk Live for the first time ever tonight, and you heard us taking uh, what is essentially a, a, an anti-war stance, but not anti-war in the way that the, the liberals take a stance. I mean, I don't know. I've never actually heard of any liberals calling for the withdrawal of every single troop from around the entire world. And also, you suggested that we should be on Air America. Well, Air America, in case you haven't heard, has gone bankrupt. And Free Talk Live is completely in the black. We are a uh, we are a group of uh, free marketeer-minded uh, libertarians. I don't know if you've ever heard of libertarians, Jeff, but uh, in case you don't know, we're essentially paleo-conservatives and classical liberals all at the same time, if that isn't confusing enough for you. Uh, and don't forget isolationists. No, oh, no, 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 absolutely not. not. I, w- I want to trade with every nation on earth. Now, I'm not an isolationist. I just want to bring the troops home. And I don't know if you've read your constitution recently, Jeff, but um, it says in there that the army shouldn't be together for more than two years. Uh, it also, it, if I'm not mistaken, states something to the effect of uh, all military actions are taken off of our shores, not in the states. Huh? That's what the reserves are for. No, it doesn't say okay. anything like that. Uh, well, yeah, they're only allowed. Yeah, to there's call no it. reserves mentioned. Reserve military forces or or national right. guard or anything like I that. I understand mentioned. that that's not mentioned, but that's what the reserves are set up for. Well, uh, the reserves are set up um, to stock the military and also take care of emergency situations in the homeland. That's national All guard. Right. So anyway, so we're uh, we're so conservative, like you wouldn't believe it. For instance, we want to get rid of the gun laws in the United States so people can actually have the right to bear arms again. Now, that wouldn't be a liberal, liberal position, would it? Oh, not at all. I'm all in favor of that. Now, well, are you really? Because most conservatives, absolutely. actually most conservatives, are in favor of enforcing the existing gun laws. At least the NRA is. The NRA loves the 20,000 gun laws that are on the federal level. They want them enforced. I say get rid of them. I agree. All right, Great. we'll see. We're already agreeing you already. Right to now, what'd you call in about, Jeff? Uh, I'm not that hard to switch, but what I heard when I was on the radio was something. My brother served in Vietnam, and I missed it by a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I would have gone. There's no doubt in my mind. You sure would have, because there was a draft. <laughs> seventy four when I was done uh, it was done in seventy six yeah when I would have gone, but the bottom line is what i'm hearing and, and the whole tide right now it seems to be going towards you know bad mouth on the military, which is something that happened in Vietnam mm-hmm. instead of taking on the government who was you know responsible for all of the decisions behind going to war. And not now, the military. Now you make it you make it seem like the, um, that these men and women in the military are somehow not responsible in any way, shape, or form for their own actions. And libertarianism is a belief about personal responsibility. I'm responsible for my actions, no matter who tells me what to do. The SS certainly were found responsible for their actions. It didn't after work World in War Nuremberg, II. and it doesn't work now. Come on, okay, take it so, back now, Jeff. You got to admit that the military no, members no, no, are individually no, no. responsible for following bad orders. Who's saying they're bad orders? Uh, they're Killing unconstitutional. People. Go out and protect. They're Go unconstitutional. Protect. The military members are sworn to uphold the Constitution, and the Constitution does not allow for this sort of behavior. If you're going to have a war with another country, there has to be a declaration of war, which hasn't happened since World War II. 
That's correct. It has not happened. Okay, so However, therefore these aren't wars then, and therefore they're illegal, unconstitutional wars, and any mili uh, military member that actually wants to honor his or her oath would be bound by that oath to refuse to follow said disbursement orders or dis deployment orders. Uh, and the reality of that situation is how many of these people that would refuse to do that would go to jail? Exactly. Um, would be in the stockade, would be in Leavenworth, every single one. Well, if, if well, more I, I would to... refuse, then they'd fill up the jails, wouldn't they? If more would actually follow their Pretty duty? Pretty soon you can't lock them all up. Same thing with paying income tax and all that. If more people would just refuse to pay, they couldn't go after them all, could they, Jeff? Well, I'm already on that roll. Mm -hmm. You don't pay? No. Well, good. I Excellent. I've been paid for 15 years. I think that's interesting. Then how can you, you support yeah, the military? You're such a big military supporter, but you don't pay no, income no, no, no. taxes. I didn't say I was a military supporter. I'm, what I'm worried about is that everybody will start turning this into... The Vietnam spitting on the guys when they come back, baby killer, all that stuff that happened back in. Hey, if you kill the baby, then you're a baby killer, right? Oh, absolutely. But you know, now does it count if you are you a baby killer if you kill a 14 year old girl and rape her? Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's been going on too. Now, not all of them are that way, of course. Thank of course, you. not all of them are that all way. Right. And I, and I, I, mean, I, I think, think many of them. As a blanket statement, no, no, no. I, I think order. many of them are good people that haven't thought about this immoral war that we're in. And I think that people don't think about this stuff a lot, like paying taxes. What's 9-11 immoral? Absolutely. Flying planes, I, I assume you're talking about the planes hitting buildings on uh, September 11, 2001. Yes, it's, un, it's, un, it's immoral. All right. So would you rather them bring the war over to the United States so that you're at risk where you're sitting there talking? Or would you rather What's have preventing that? Here's what I would rather. Here. Is I would rather the United States would pull all, all of its troops, like I said before, out of foreign countries so that terrorists wouldn't have the desire to fly buildings into my because um, you fly airplanes into buildings. Because we wouldn't be killing their friends and family members anymore. That might be a matter. factor. We're the, we're the infidel. No, that's, that's not true. You, think that you really think that they hate us because of Britney Spears and Coca-Cola? Really? Well, I don't know about Britney Spears and Coca-Cola, but they hate us for the free market economy. They There's no free market they economy don't hate here. The free market economy. Have you ever been to the Middle East? They love the free market economy over there. Those people haggle, haggle up and down. That's all. It's the barter system versus. The no, they free have real economy. money. It's not the barter system. And this, sir, is not a free market economy. The definition of a free market is one that is unencumbered by government regulations. We've got government regulations all over the place. And of course, the irony of all of this is that. Uh, the, the terrorists have won because the government has gone ahead and destroyed so many freedoms as a result of 9-11. Oh, the world's changed since 9-11, says George Bush, as he eviscerates habeas corpus and signs a law, the Military Commissions Act of 2006, that allows American citizens to be plucked off the streets and put in front of military tribunals in non-public trials. I mean, they are the, the government is destroying our freedoms. Don't you agree that the terrorists have won if that's the case? What American citizens? Jose Padilla is one example. The other ones we don't know about yet because they just signed this law into into uh, in they just signed it a few weeks ago. Did you even know about it? The military commissions about act. The, the shoe bomber. Uh, no, Jose Padilla. It's amazing to me that you don't even know who we're talking about. No, Jose I know pa who Jose Padilla is, but I'm talking about. I hear you. I thought the shoe bomber was a French bomber. citizen. Um, I believe. Actually, he was, yeah, I believe he was. That singer is uh, French, we. No, what we're talking about is a very scary law that allows the government to pluck anybody off the streets, throw them into a military brig, deny them habeas corpus, the right to see the evidence against them. They don't even get to talk to an attorney. They don't get to appear at their own trial. The trial is not public. It's a military tribunal, and it's absolutely un-American. Did you even know that's going on right now? Yeah, and they can hold them ad infinitum. 
and it's going on in Guantanamo Bay. And, do, and it's, go, it's, go, it's now something that can go on here fully legally. That doesn't bother you at all? No. Why not? And they're going to do that with no basis. Well, they don't have to have a basis. Who knows, if they have, who knows if they have a basis? Basis. It's secret police, secret charges, secret evidence, secret courts. Doesn't it bother you That's a little? That's why we have habeas corpus, well, my had, friend. Had, Mark. It's gone now. Doesn't it bother you a little bit that that's happening right here in America? The land of the free, so-called? Maybe to a degree. Indeed, in the way Jeff. that you state it. And that, and that is the way the it way is. The way that you state it. And there's but more to it than that, and I wish we had more time. With... Hey, Jeff, do us a favor. Listen every week. Oh, we're on. We're on there every single Saturday night. Thank you, and call Are again. Are you guys the ones that want the money? Money? Ooh, you want to give us money? Sure. Head over to freetalklive.com. We'll tell you more about that in a bit. Thanks, Jeff. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We'll take your money, and we would appreciate it. Uh, but actually, in the meantime, we're going to the phones to the fun. Let's talk to Langston in Boston. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, is this Eham? Is who? E-ham? You're gonna have to get get off this uh, the speakerphone. Is this Eham? Ehan. What's up, Langston? Oh, Ian. Okay. Hey, um, I wanted to talk about taking matters into my own hands. All right. I'm going to tell you what. You can do that if you pick up your phone and get off the speakerphone. We'll let you do it coming up. Okay? Hang on. 800-259-9231. Langston in Boston wants to take matters into his own hands. We'll find out what that Sounds means. Dangerous. Sounds dirty to me. 800-259-9231. Paul in Indy hanging on patiently. And ladies, your calls come first if you make them. 800-259-9231. Even in these remaining moments, we will t- uh, find time for you. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. That's the toll-free number. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call if you make it now. That's 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Everything on the site is totally free. And as Paul, or actually, excuse me, Jeff in Indiana had said, he had asked, Aren't you the guys that want money? Well, who doesn't? What talk show host doesn't want money, right? Well, actually... I think what he might have been referencing, even though he also said that this was the first time listening, uh, I think what he might have been wrestling, uh, less wrestling, wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think what he might have been considering was our AMP program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And while I do handle the money in regards to the AMP program, it doesn't go into my bank account. It goes specifically to Advertise, Market, and Promote Free Talk Live. See, we're just a little show, only on 18 radio affiliates, uh, but we're growing. And we would like to grow faster. And if you like the message of freedom and liberty that we deliver here on a nightly basis on Free Talk Live, six nights a week, and you want it to spread to new stations all around the country, then you can help us do that by going to amp.freetalklive.com and contributing to the AMP program. Now, um, I'd like to say that every single radio talk show hosts a host has an opportunity for you to spend money on their archives. Sure. Well, now Five, we six, get, seven bucks a month, usually. We give our archives away for free. That's right. Because we want people to have them. And so they can listen. We have a program called the AMP program that allows people a few little perks, mm-hmm. um, access to... Classic the, archives. The, way, way back. W- yeah, old archives, a, a phone line for, you know, special... AMP-only AMP, phone line, right. The AMP-only phone line. You know, a few little things. But they all want money. Every last one of them. Oh, yeah. So... Nothing unusual about that. Right. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's a great way to help the show, and it's totally voluntary. As you pointed out, Mark, our website's features all free, all up front. So it's up to you. This is an opt-in program, amp.freetalklive.com, and it's making a big difference, helping get new stations and new listeners on board. All right. Looks like Langston dropped off the air, so we're going to Paul in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi. How you doing? Good, Paul. Hey. What's on your mind? Um, I just wanted to... 
see um, what your guys' thoughts was, uh, were about the uh, the claims about Bohemian Grove. <laughs> I don't know if you've spoken about that on air before or not, and I- I've done a little bit of research on it. And yeah, what'd you find it out? Seems, well, I mean, it, it seems like sort of fringe sort of thinking about uh, you know what's going on politically. Let's but, uh, let's but, re- the, but with the video and all that, I mean, it seems pretty legitimate. So I don't know. What I, you're I, referring I, I'm to? Little... So you got to understand, people don't even know what you're talking about. We'll uh, we'll kind of summarize here. As I understand, or you can if you'd like. Go ahead. Yeah, so there's a 2,700 acre ranch north of San Francisco in Sonoma County, and and these folks get together once a year, and the opening, um, and it's very secretive, men only, also, and. Um, <clears throat> the opening ceremony is uh, uh, involves occult um, practices, and right, they're worshiping in front of a big owl yeah, or something like the, that. The and people, the people that attend uh, are every former president that's currently alive, uh, and, and all the cabinet members that you could possibly right. imagine. Essentially, and, what this is, is is something that's brought up on like the conspiracy shows where they bring up yeah. Bohemian Grove as evidence that there's this grand conspiracy, this new world order, you know, this uh, conspiracy out there of Satan worshiping politicians that get together yeah. the Grove and worship. Well, and, the promotional photos that I've seen of the speakers for their lakeside chat, mm-hmm. in connection with the video that I've seen that someone that snuck in. I mean, those two things together paint a pretty bleak picture about the activities. That you know, it's all very interesting. In, so. it, it's all very interesting, but irrelevant. I mean, and here's why it's irrelevant. Even if it's true that they're sacrificing babies to Satan at the Bohemian Grove, and I'm not saying that's what they're doing, but even if that was true, it really doesn't matter because right. they're all bad anyway. Even if they weren't sacrificing babies at Bohemian Grove, they'd still be bad because they're people in charge of the government. And the government is an agency of coercive force. It is the, the, only, uh, the only agency with a monopoly over force over others, and it right. needs to be opposed based on that. Not based on the personalities that make it up, because at any given time, there's going to be different people in charge of the government. And it doesn't matter if it's Bill Clinton or, uh, or George W. Bush. It's all people in search of power. Power over others, and that's why they should be opposed. Not because well, they're, I, I they're that, taking part in some that, weird ceremony. Yeah, but I think that there's an unusual connection between left and right political parties that happens there that's uh, never talked about. So, well, sure. I, you know, I, I don't understand how these people can be in such opposition to one another, seemingly, and then participate with each other in these kinds of activities. Well, here's and, the a, press, and the press doesn't even. It seems like the most important video and piece of information that they could that anyone could possibly come out with. Well, it's easy and, to understand. And will not touch it. So. It's easy to understand. They're not really against one another. I mean, look at what happens with the Libertarian Party or the Green Party or any other third party that tries to get into the game. They're shut out by these uh, regulations that the Republicans and Democrats create in order to keep them out. They're shut out of the debates. They're shut out of, uh, of pretty much everything they can possibly shut them out of, if not the entire election. You know, I mean, really, the uh, third parties have to jump through so many hoops. And the reason why is because they agree on a lot. The Republicans and Democrats agree that they want to keep it a closed two-party system. They may disagree here and there on the details of which, which direction the government should grow in. But one thing they absolutely agree on is that the government should get bigger and bigger and bigger and more powerful. Yep. And to, again, you know, the Bohemian Grove thing is interesting. And Paul, thank you for the for the uh, for the call. Thank we you. appreciate it. The Bohemian Grove thing is interesting, but like a lot of conspiracy theory, it's based on a lot of conjecture, suggestion, hypothesis, a 
little bit of evidence. Yeah, there was a... I've seen the video he's talking about. It's a video of some guys in a forest doing a some sort of a ceremony in front of a big statue and a bunch of people watching. So, so it really happens, but so what? So? It, 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 you know, and it's, all it's going to do is, uh, when he, he he said it right there, it's fringe, and it's all it's going to do is fringify you if you uh, talk about this a great deal. Uh, you know, I don't think it makes much of a difference one way or the other. I have no, a it doesn't. I have a difficult time believing it, but... You know, you can sort of show that a lot of American presidents have been members of this Skull and Bones Society. Right, but it wouldn't matter. Even if the press came out with a huge expose, they went undercover in the Grove, and they found out that President Bush was sacrificing babies and drinking their blood. You know, even even if that news came out, um, it would just make people say, yeah, that guy's really bad. We knew he was bad this whole time, and now we're going to vote for the the other guy next time. He'll be better. Yeah, and then he could run on a campaign and say, I have never been to the Bohemian Grove. You should vote for me. Okay, we'll vote for you. And then he's going to get into office and make government bigger and more intrusive than ever. I mean, right. really. As though as though Clinton was some uh, great protector of uh, you know Americans' freedoms. I mean, does anybody remember Ruby Ridge, Waco, yeah. Ilian Gonzalez? Apparently they don't. Apparently they keep forgetting, and they think that for some reason they can just keep voting for Republicans and Democrats, and eventually there will be a, it's time for a change. Like when I was listening to some uh, local talk radio here in Keene, New Hampshire this morning, and I was just sickened by just the, the just the ignorance of the political candidates running for office with just the same old tired campaign slogans. It's vote for me. It's time for a change. Oh, yeah? Are you going to change the direction of the growth of government and go back towards smaller government? Oh, no, no. You weren't talking about that at no, all. You were talking about happen. making government bigger. Ah, but there is one area where some government is getting smaller, and I want to slip this in here. According to the uh, TulsaWorld.com in Oklahoma, this Wednesday, it will be the final state to finally legalize tattooing. Yes, the win is claimed by the state's tattoo artist who can now ink almost anyone 18 or older without fear of handcuffs and fines. Almost. Uh, the law that passed after much foot dragging has earned praise and criticism, but either way, it has an effect. And then they go on to talk about how... Uh, you know, this is good news for their business and blah, blah, blah. This guy was arrested that runs a tattoo parlor, said he was filling out the paperwork for licensing this week and hopes to be approved by Wednesday to take a government test. Oh, well, you notice that the government didn't get itself all the way out of tattooing business. No, they're going to regulate it. Yes, they. we have to license these people. What if somebody who wasn't properly trained in some way or another decided to give tattoos? Oh, people but listen, could die. Now, uh, what I love here is the quotes from the, the uh, state representatives involved here. The one, one of the state reps who supports the, the legalizing tattooing, which I'm all for, legalize, it shouldn't be illegal, that's ludicrous, he says, not a dime of taxpayers' money will pay for inspecting and licensing tattoo establishments. Instead, the fees will be paid by the artists and the business owners involved. So the, so, peop- so the people that get their tattoos from these tattoo artists, they aren't taxpayers? Uh, well, he means every other taxpayer. Oh, I see. Right. So it's because obviously... Because prices you, are going up. Yeah, prices have to go up now that they have a license to, uh, to, to in overhead. That's good and everything, but this is better. State Representative John Wright from Broken Arrow says he thinks legal tattooing is going to hurt the state's economy because employers are less likely to hire a job applicant who's tattooed. Well, so, ours, he could care less whether somebody wants to get a tattoo or not. It's the state's economy. Oh, he's going to help you. Screw your body. He's going to help you uh, get a job. You shouldn't get a tattoo. You're not going to get a job that way. Huh? Most people with tattoos are pretty good about covering up their tattoos. And, and they, not, they, they're they also pretty good about working. And not getting them on the fr- you know front of their forehead and that sort of thing. All right. 
It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. So good luck to Oklahoma. I hope that uh, people can get legal tattoos there sometimes. And I personally am, a, you know, I'm not a fan of tattoos. I think they're kind of ugly. I have to. Wish I didn't have them. Yeah, I, I think they're kind of ugly myself. We're done. We are going to be back Monday night. Um, well, maybe. We're going to be back Monday night on our website and on some radio affiliates, but maybe not yours. And if that's the case, maybe you should call them and ask real nice like to get Free Talk Live six nights a week. We'll see you in the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.